The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Listener, this is the late night alternative. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Here we go. Here we go. It's Monday evening. Good evening, Boyley. Hey. Hey, Rat fans. Have a cup of coffee. Have a cup of coffee. Calm down. This studio is an absolute tip. Right, we're all we're all cool. We're all cool because it was the wrong thing was plugged in. Right, screw you, Theresa May. I mean, just a outrageous behaviour. This is outrageous behaviour. We were all set to have tomorrow night off because of the Brexit vote. So it's your Brexit vote. And then she bottled the Brexit vote. So we not got tomorrow night off. She's made two little girls very, very disappointed. Well, I wouldn't, don't call me a little girl, Catherine. That's offensive. <laughs> um, but we had stuff. We had, you know, we're kind of like the boss said, hey, listen, we're going to do a grown-up show on Tuesday night. Can we um, please... Ditch you two. Ditch you two, and we're going to get a grown-up show in for the Brexit vote. And um, we're like, yeah, OK, sure, fine, whatevs, whatever gives. Uh, but then it worked out well, because I was doing something, I could do something, my going to my boy's show tomorrow night, and then I'm up early because I'm going taking the other boy, I'm going on the school trip. Yeah. I'm the responsible parent on the school trip. And then Theresa May... Um, bottles it. Um, and that means that we have to actually get this guy, get this, right? This is what's happening. We have to come in and we have to actually do our jobs, guys. Can you believe this? We've got to do our jobs. This is the most outrageous. What's going on with this? Let's have this one. This is the most outrageous uh, thing ever. Are you mad? What? There we go. Is that coming out now? God damn it! Are you mad? Computers! Thank you, Mark. Um, They've cancelled Brexit. That's the one. That's the one we want. Um, So, instead of, you know... Instead of having a lovely night off and doing some lovely things, we're now coming in tomorrow to do the show. All because... They've cancelled Brexit. Thank you very much, indeed. So, apart from that... But also, what the hell is going on with... with I Honestly, um, I think we must be getting to the season finale because things are hotting up again in Brexit. It was it, it was great, then it was dull, and then it's great again. I, I, this is insane. I don't want to bang on about it because I don't understand it, and I still don't really care. But this, this is the most insane period ever. The whole country is is falling apart. Right. So a few things I've been, th- I've been thinking about. If this is if this 
Because there is one argument that this whole thing was sponsored by Russia, right? I still don't quite understand that, and I still don't necessarily quite buy it. But the um, the argument is that Russia hacked Facebook, and that's why we've got Brexit. I don't quite see the correlation. Um, but let's assume that for a second. Then this must be going better than they'd ever expected it to go, with the whole country, like the government is falling apart. The Conservatives are going to fall apart. Jeremy Corbyn is, isn't going to be any good as a prime. We're, the whole country's screwed. What's happening now is it's gone from we are going to press through to d- Class A dithering. Um, dithering is what's happening. You know I think the next Prime Minister of Great Britain is going to be? Oh, God. Lord Thomas of Robinson himself. Uh, it, it's going to be, isn't it? Man alive, we're screwed. We're so screwed. I just don't know what's going on, and I don't see any... There's no happy ending. Here's the thing, right? Let's do it for a second. Let's do it for a second because I just want to get these ideas out, and then we're gonna, uh, then we'll have some sad news. Then we're gonna have fun. Okay, that's my my guarantee. Um, right. But if there was a second referendum, which I believe they're calling a people's vote, which I think is is a stupid name for it, but it's a great Especially name because they say the people have decided. Well, no, but which it, people? Well, hang on, but it's it's a it's, it is a great name because this is where this is how Brexit won, partly won, is because they have Brexiteers versus Ramonas. Brexiteers is a great name; it sounds very heroic. Sounds it sounds French actually, but it sounds it sounds it sounds heroic and brave. Ramonas sounds Ooh. so they have the best name. So people's vote is kind of a cool name because it's, it's for the people, right? But so all of the, um, how, would you, how would you describe like Jacob Rees Mogg and Boris Johnson? All right, let's, let's go. Let's give him a name. So all of the assholes, right, um, that want Brexit to happen, they're saying that a second referendum is anti-democratic. I genuinely don't understand that logic. The logic being, well, we've had a referendum. Well, I, I swear to God, this isn't going to be the whole show because it's bored. I'm bored already, but I've got to finish this thought. Right. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If uh, you want to, they've cancelled Brexit. Yeah, so they're saying that we've had a referendum. So to have another referendum is undemocratic. But surely to have another referendum is double democratic, isn't it? It's like extra democratic. It's super it's, mega democratic. It's mega democratic. It's mega democracy, which has got to be the greatest of all. Isn't it the only reason? you wouldn't want a second referendum if you were a lever is because you were worried it wouldn't go your way. You're worried it would go, it would swing the other way. Isn't it? Because if they're so confident that this is still the right thing to do, then they'd be like, yeah, sure, let's make it, yeah, make it best of three. Sure, whatever, I'm not bothered. Yeah, do it. Bring it on. We'll, we'll beat you a second time with even a bigger margin. Am I... Am I I am oversimplifying things, but I, I think it needs to be oversimplified because it's too complicated. It is... A, I mean, I kind of was saying for ages, I voted Remain, and I've been kind of been saying for ages, oh, we should just get on and do it. People voted for it, let's just get on and do it. But it, it it's tearing everything apart so much. The fabric of this dimension is falling apart and creating portals in space and time. But we need to do something. OK, so, so Rees Mogg and all those idiots saying, well, you can't have... Well, you can't, I reckon I could do a good Rees Mogg. Well, you can't have a second referendum. I could do it. Because it's undemocratic. Well, that's wrong. It's, as we discovered, it's mega-democracy. It's the ultimate democratic act is to have a second referendum. Yeah. OK? Democracy too. This time it's clearer. Um, but, but, 
Then it swings the other way, and it's 42 to stay and 58 to leave. First of all, by the way, all the Remainers, there's no guarantee it's going to go your way again. There's no way it's going to go your way at all. It could, could be more to the others. But supposing it swings the other way, right? For 52 to remain. 40, I'm, you can tell I really don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm, I've, just, I've just got to get these, these words out of my head. Um, there would be violence. There would be violence, wouldn't there? There would be... I mean, we had violence... Was, when was Joe Cox murdered? It was before the referendum, wasn't it? So we had violence in the run-up to the first referendum um, by a, a, a white supremacist terrorist. Um, but if it went the other way, there would be more violence. L- 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 you know, now that, that UKIP has gone proper proper fascist, proper racist Nazi party, um, and with Jeremy Hunt the other day coming out and saying, well, you know, there might be some violence. If it, uh, we're, I don't see... Here's the thing. This is not good. Here's my prediction, and I'm, I'm the first to say this. I'm the first to say this. We will not... It's going to take 20 years to get through this. It's going to take 20 years to get to a place of peace, and when people can go, do you remember Brexit? Remember how weird it got during Brexit? 20 years. That's what I'm saying now. 2038, up until then, it's going to be mayhem, fighting, insanity, physical fighting and verbal fighting and political fight. 20 years. That's my prediction. It dawned on me at the weekend. Oh, this is going to go on forever. Not forever. This is going to go on. I've just given you a finite time. This is going to go on for a finite time. 20 years. It's my prediction. It's my prediction. And I'm prepared to stand by that prediction. Mm-hmm. If anyone can explain what the hell is going on. So what is she, she... So the vote that was going to happen on Tuesday, she was going to get her, her butt spanked in... That has been postponed. So what, she's going to go back to Europe and um, try and get a better deal? This all feels very, very familiar. And then the Europe guy has just said in the news, well, no, no, that that's the deal. You've, you've had two years to get the deal. So what? I, I've, I've, I've got no idea. And She's going to go back and ask for more concessions. Good luck with that. Guys, anybody? Anybody? I just don't, I don't... It's very weird time. And also, it's not... It's not really a good weird. I'd kind of... I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a bit because it's funny. I'm also enjoying it a bit because, you know what? I've got a few quid in the bank. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. You know, if, 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 if there's kind of a lock, a financial lockdown, I've got a few quid. I'm going to be all right. I can probably, touch wood, I can ride out any problems that come either way. Right? Probably. Not guaranteed, but I probably could. Um, but, of course, there are loads of people that can't ride this out financially. You may be one of them, Catherine. Yeah, I don't I know your I financial am. situation. I probably am. Uh, Mark's probably one of them. The, 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 loads of people are probably cannot ride this out. So I can laugh at it and go, I'm not really bothered. But I'm also aware that there are people who are not in any way in as lucky a position as me who may not even know yet that they could be really, really screwed. They could be really screwed. The pound crash today sank to its lowest level since January 2017. Again, here's the thing. Oh, let's have this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I don't know what that means, really. And I've never really known. Well, the pound has sunk to its lowest since January 2017. I don't know what that means. Now, some people say it's good, but most people appear to be saying that's bad. Can anyone explain what, what it means? Do you know what it means? So the pound, you get less money if you were to exchange it for... 
So, like, maybe yesterday... For dollars, for example. I could have got a dollar for a pound. Mm-hmm. Not, but... But today, I might get 50 cents yeah. for a pound. Right. So what does that what does that mean? I go to New York so, and I can buy less. Yeah, but so also what? imagine how that works in terms of buying and selling on a big scale, if we're trading with them. But that means, so we, but we can do. Our money lo- doesn't go as far. But they can buy more from us. Well, I don't. I don't. I, honestly, I've got no idea, which is why Denny Morris, our boss, wanted to get grown ups in to do the show tomorrow. He should have got grown ups in tonight as well, Denny. They've cancelled Brexit. Because I honestly have no idea what's going on in the world. Absolutely not. If anyone wants to phone in and explain it... I'll give you some bullet points. In idiot terms, 0344 499 Susan and Alan, stay there, we'll come to you in a minute. From the Telegraph. Yes. Prime Minister confirms Brexit deal delayed to be as late as January 21st. No! John Burko chides government for discourtesy in ending debate early. We're going to spank his body, aren't we, John? Donald Tusk warns EU leaders will not renegotiate the deal, including the backstop, so he's we, saying up yours already. My backstop's in a terrible state. Uh, ECG rules that UK can unilaterally revoke Article 50. I'm going to stop you there, because now we're getting into territory I don't understand. I don't understand. So I think we've got all the bullet points. We've got. Is there one more that makes... Some bullshine from Boris? Oh, no, I don't, I don't even want to... Right, here's the thing. Boris Johnson, the MP for Uxbridge. Yeah. That's his name and that's his title. This whole That was part of the problem. Remember Paul Scoynes, who you, political editor that we used to work with at the BBC, said, don't call him Boris. He's Boris Johnson, the Mayor of London. Boris Johnson, the MP for Uxbridge. Because calling him Boris makes him sound like a cuddly bear uh-huh. when actually he's a shit that screwed up this country. That's what he is. That's what he is. He's, he's, um, he's forced his penis into the backside of this country and he's shafted it mercilessly and now he wants to have another go. That's who Boris is. Boris Johnson, the MP for Uxbridge. It's hard to do, isn't it? It's hard. That's who that guy is. That same happened with Donald Trump. Yep. President of the United States of America. I've heard, like, grown-ups, I've heard people who are talking about, you know, politics in a proper way on the radio, saying, calling him the Donald. Oh, I hate that. Has to be said, it was on LBC, of course it wasn't. I hate that. It was Matt Stadlin. Yeah. I hate that. Where did that that's come from him? That's come from... No, that was what Donald Trump, Trump used to call That's what I'm Donald Trump came from oh, him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's Boris Johnson, the MP for Uxbridge. Um, Jacob Rees-Mogg, the MP for the 18th century. Um, and we're all screwed, basically. And, um, uh... They've cancelled Brexit. So we're working tomorrow. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, on that bombshell... Oh, let's have some sad news, then we'll have a little break, and then we're going to crack on with the show. Uh, you... Some of you remember, about ten days ago, we had a lady, and I can't remember the lady's name. Was it Laura? Laura. Laura phoned up, who was very distressed, from Scotland, talking about her niece, who was 19, Jade McGrath, or McGrath... Never quite sure which way it is. But 19-year-old uh, uh, young lady who I think had been institutionalised for her own sake and her mental health. And um, she'd gone missing. Where well, we found out yesterday, just as we were about to start the last hour of the, the rabbit hole show, show in London. We saw it come up on Twitter. That unfortunately a body has been found. And uh, it hadn't been formally identified as of yesterday. And I've deliberately not looked at any more of the story today. But it, they, the police seemed pretty... When the police seemed pretty sure uh that it was her and it was really it, it was really sad because there are so many of these stories of young people people of all ages but young people who are vulnerable whatever that means um going missing and you see it tweeted all the time can you help find my nephew can you help find my granddad on twitter there's loads of these and i i and i'm sure a lot of you have have become almost immune to almost immune to them because there are so many um, but this one kind of touched me, and I'm sure it touched you, Kath, as well, because Laura 
had phoned us up the day it happened, or a, couple, a day or two after it, that she'd gone missing, and was at her wits' end. And we were humbled that she had she couldn't see anywhere else to go, so she phoned us up. And um, and so we immediately, because of that phone call, had a very small personal investment in it. You know, it, it, obviously not anywhere near as big as members of the family would have, but we had a personal investment in that uh, in that uh, a young lady. And I know that you, a lot of you did, uh, uh, dear listener. A lot of you were retweeting and and kept asking us if if we'd heard anything. Well, we have heard, and um, it would appear that that story has ended. Um, very sadly, and that is that is very sad. And I, I could c- kind of see a little whisper go around the show yesterday as yeah. people saw it on their phone. So it's very, very sad. Uh, so, Laura, I, I'm sure you won't be listening, but um, our thoughts have been with you since yesterday. Well, I've been with you since you called in, um, but really with you and your family uh, since we heard yesterday. And it's really, really sad. If you have, you want to call us up and just, you know, just share or not, or sit on the phone quietly for, for 20 minutes, you'd be very, very welcome. But uh, you know, obviously, you don't. There's no obligation. Here's another thing as well. It's that time of year where feelings get magnified, and there, I know a lot of people start to feel very dark around now. So maybe it's time we we remind you about the Samaritans and we give yes, you a phone call. Good, phone good number. call, man. And this works for the UK and the Republic of Ireland. It's one one six one two three. You don't have to say anything to them at all. They can't put the phone down to you. They can't give you advice, but they can listen. Right? And, they, and they you don't have to judge. be suicidal as well. That's a lot of people say, oh, I'm not suicidal. You don't have to be. You just feel a bit down. Just, literally, just a little bit down, and you can, you can phone them up. Or you don't even feel down if you just want you just want someone to talk to. Say it out loud sometimes takes the power yeah. away. So 116123, you don't have to be alone. Yeah, that's a really sad story. Um, all right, we're going to crack on and um, do some nonsense in a second. It's me and Kath. We've got Mark answering the telephones today. Good evening, Mark. Um, 0344... Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, it costs you pennies. Probably free for a lot of you. Uh, you'll speak to Mark. He will take your name and number. I won't even ask you what you want to say. Just take your name and number. Call you straight back, and you'll be on the air within minutes. That's how it works. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> Who's Steve Johnson on Twitter? He's just woken up, apparently. Ian, you prick. It's okay for you to take the pee out of people, but if someone says anything about you, you block them and claim mental illness. I don't. People are rude to me on Twitter, I block them, which which I'm entitled to do, Steve. You're entitled to block me as well, if you want. But I don't block them and go, Mental illness! Don't. If you have mental illness, which I'm sure you do, don't use it to defend yourself and take the pee out of others. I've, I've um, responded by calling him a bell cheese and giving him the phone number to call in. So if, if Steve Johnson phones him, Mark, just whack him straight through. Because I've got absolutely no idea what that gentleman is talking about. He's a very cross person. He's got a poppy. He's got the flag. He can't be a... Is he a real person? There is a forgotten, nay, almost forbidden word which means more to me than any other. That word is England. Um... No idea. Yeah, he's retweeting a video of Tommy Robinson getting applauded. Lol, look after me, kids. Looking after me, kids, mate, but good luck. Um, hang on a second. Okay, chicken. Go and feed. The, what do you call baby chickens? Chooks. Chicks. 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 Go and feed the chicks. Okay, chicken. Go and feed the chicks. Let's go to Alan Cuddy. Good evening, the Alan Cuddy. in bed. It's 25 past 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hello, Alan. Oh, all right. What's wrong with you? Cheer up, come on. Oh, I'm just a bit annoyed. 
Why is it? Because it's 18 years since Rick Danko from the band died. No, this whole Brexit thing. <laughs> don't be annoyed. You don't understand it. If they had a Brexit for dummies, I would have had the first edition. Find me a boy. Wrong one. They've cancelled Brexit. Oh, well, actually, the way it's going. Find me a boy. Grown man. Uh, 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 25. Mm. And also, yes. we had a proper vote last night. I don't understand what you're talking about. You being miserable makes it sound even more like you've got a a, a phallus in your mouthus. All hail King Harry. What are you talking about, you dribbling loon? I wouldn't have a new king of the jungle. Oh, for God's sakes, man. Okay, great. Who came third? Uh, John Barrowman. Me and Barrowman. We're in the three club. Three's up with John and Ian. (laughs) The best people come third, Alan. Yeah, and I remember him on live and kicking. Okay, that's a great call, Alan. Thanks so much. Thank you. There we go. And when I say great, it's one of the worst. That was a lousy call, wasn't it? That was a terrible, terrible call. Um, speaking of terrible calls, good evening, Susan. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. And hello. Hello, darling. Can't you say good evening to me, sweetie? Well, uh, you said good evening twice. I thought we might have used them all up. Oh, all right, darling. I'll forgive you. Um, I got back from work and I had a note in my electricity box. Oh, here we go. Mr Lover Lover. Oh, romantic. No, it wasn't romantic. But before I get on to that... Um, You've just... No, no, no. You've just got on to it. Don't set teasers and trails. You've got no, on to it. Trail. I just want to say I didn't hear you mentioned uh, a lady called... Hello. Go. About her niece yes. going missing. And I'm very sorry, I didn't hear Laura when she phoned. But, and, and you've just said that her niece, I think the police have found her. Yes. And something dreadful, she's not with us anymore. And I'd just like to send my thoughts and condolences okay. to Laura. OK, well, that's okay. very kind of you. Um, and also... Please get to the note in the electricity box. Well, I wanted to talk to somebody else. Can I talk to, about something else after? Depends how interesting the note in the electricity box is. I'm losing the will to it's live here. In, it's not interesting. Then I, why did you bring it up? Dusky, my dusky ex-lover. I don't think we can call them dusky anymore. Why? It's beautiful. Dusky. Can we not say swarthy? Is he swarthy? No. He's not well, swarthy. He's dusky. Dusky just feels... Like, okay. Then. Um... Why, the lever of the lock was in the downward position, which means there's a note. So I opened it, the note said, Hello, darling. Um, what me, me want bum-bum with booby lady. Please come where, and lick. Stop it. Where have you been? If you want me, come and see me. I'll, I'm free till 10pm. Let me know, him. baby. You missed him, baby. Yeah, no, I was at work. You missed him, baby. You, you could have had him, baby. I don't care. I don't care. So I put it back in the box with the lever down, to, and that will indicate I haven't seen it. So he can, he can. You're he like can... a grown woman, yeah. Hmm? You're 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 a grown woman, yeah. Well, I think so. Okay, yeah. I just wondered why you were acting like a twelve-year-old girl. That's all. Well, how else do you expect me to act? I'll just rip his note up and put it in the bin. Stop putting it in the box with the lever down. You leave your lever alone. I think no. your box has seen enough action. 
No, Grow up. then when he walks past, he'll know he'll think I'm out. And I, I oh, well, who cares what he thinks? Grow up. No. Yes, grow up. At your age. Well, you could say that to him, putting the note there in the first place. Oh, listen, please, sir, please, sir, he did the... Please, sir, he wrote me a note, sir. I didn't take that attitude with you, Ian. Well, because I'm not acting like a 15-year-old schoolgirl. Well, you, you said what, what was on the note, and I told you. Right. Well, just throw it, yeah, but just throw it in the bin. No, because it might be evidence later. For what? You never know. You don't know what's around the corner, do you? Yeah, I do. You're going to go and tell his missus, and I think that's, that's got, it's got nothing yeah. to do with you. Well, <clears throat> it's as if I've been shagging him, hasn't it? No, it hasn't, because you knew the deal. <laughs> stop <laughs> coughing! <laughs> it doesn't make stop Stop coughing. In here. That's not a thing, is no. it? No. Stop coughing. Stop it. <laughs> I'm cold. Okay. The temperature's plummeted and there's no heating in the flat. Now, can I tell you, talk to you about something else? Is it going to be interesting? Well, yes, because I'm... I'm Do you count the, the story about the I, note as interesting? I was interested. Not really. Catherine likes it. Well, Catherine's got very, very poor taste, as, as um, no. uh, Catherine, made obvious Catherine by her uh, knitwear of the last week. My knitwear is absolutely belting, so you can shut it. <laughs> Catherine? Yes. I've got a jumper on with three Has... flying ducks on it, you know, like Hilda Ogden's. Oh, I know. Beautiful. Have you been to university? Yes. Twice. Well, what, did you, what did you study, baby? The first time, French and Spanish. The second time, broadcast journalism. Serious? Yes. Wow. There you go. Ian, that proves Catherine's not stupid. She's very intelligent and very educated and very eloquent. eloquent okay? Yes, yeah, so chew on that. Okay. Wow, you did French and Spanish. Wow. Yeah. wow. Are, you, are you fluent in that, mm. those languages? Yes. God, this is boring. Wow. Why? Because we're not talking about you. Wow. He's hearing a lot of words and none of them are Ian. Wow. I'm going to <laughs> exercise my psychic powers. Go on. But you know this young lady who's been... Um... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. we're not New playing Zealand. that. No, we're not playing that game. Susan, we're not playing that game. What a ridiculous play. No, we're not playing that game, love. Let's not do that. What do you want to talk to me about? I don't want you to play psychic powers to talk about a young woman who's who's been murdered on the other side of the world. That's what ridiculous thing to suggest. I think think about the time when I was was travelling on my own as a young girl. Right. Well, do you not think that maybe that's a little bit tasteless to start talking about psychic powers and uh, horrible things no, that have happened? I, I, I'm talking about the horrible man of death. Well, I, well but, what, but why? What, what, what good is, why would you want to bring that darkness into this show? This show is about light and love. You said we can find about anything. Yeah, and, uh, but I, I, also it's implicit in that is I can call it out if I don't want to talk about it. Okay. What the bloody hell do you want me to talk about? I want you to talk about saying goodbye. God damn you. There we go. She's so dramatic. She's so extra. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. (laughs) Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to be giving us 
uh, a call. You'd be very, very welcome to. I'm Ian Lee. This is Catherine Boyle. Hi. Thank you to everyone who came to our shows yesterday in London. Rip-roaring success. Two hours playing board games. I mean, I've never seen top trumps get that tense. Well, Dave... Oh, by the way... It turned Dave into an animal. Dave's Dave's a a disgusting human being. He won. And he won fair and square. the technique. Dave bought me a CD. Where have I put it? And as soon as I saw the cartoon, I'd never heard of it before. I thought, oh, this is going to be good. Bob Stanley and Pete Wigg present. Bob Stanley used to be in St Etienne. Yeah. And he's now a music historian and he writes writes great books and he he compiles great CDs. Bob Stanley and Pete Wiggs present The State of the Union, The American Dream in Crisis, 67 to 73. This is some album. I'm only halfway through it. This is some album, right? It's a lot of established artists... Here we go. By, 1986, by 1968, it seemed the whole of America, not just its youth, felt something was going badly wrong. With Vietnam, assassinations, race riots and ever-climbing divorce rates, the American way of life was under scrutiny from all sides. These songs display a, a greater vulnerability. Um, so basically, it's a lot of established artists sort of struggling to find a voice and try and do something relevant. Right. right? And I was going to play... I play a great song at 11 o'clock that I was going to start the show with. Let me just play you... Um, this is... Let me just play you um, a, a, a bit of this. Hang on a second. You've got to try and guess who this is. I can't... I can't stop... It's not, it's not even a particularly great song. Um, but it's... It, it, it's... It's from an unexpected source, is it? Yes. This is incredible, right? Oh, it's an advert for a corkscrew. Um, oh no, booze! Why? <laughs> advertise corkscrews, are they? They advertise wine. All right, have a listen to this. Rolling, rolling, take four. Oh, hang on. One, two, one, two. According to the best informed of my connection. The moon is only one of our protections Why even now we're flying off in all directions But what do we do with the world? In fact, we've gone a step beyond and just between us The drawing board contains... 1967, right? It's one of the greatest singers in the world doing a weird song about going to the moon but the world actually being in a lousy state. So what do we do? Martin. No, close. An astronaut had not to leave this atmosphere. On his return, he might learn. Ain't nobody here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome singing What Do We Do With The World, Mr. Bing Crosby. Shut up. <laughs> And far removed from little men with big He was quite right wing, wasn't he, Bing Crosby? <laughs> not in this, he's not. He's got long hair and a flower. Then listen to this. This is a great, it's, it's a brilliant album. But with you in a second, Roger. This, this is the one I'm, I, I ended up. Um, it was the last one I heard on the way in in the car. Listen to this. This is great. Um. When I walk into a church, I only see paintings of white angels. Eartha Kitt? Yeah. Painter, painting in our 
Pictures of only white angels Painter painting in our time I've never heard anyone roll their L's before How do you know our Lord was white? Wow, come on! That's a song, isn't it? Black Angels. Yes, man, that's a song, isn't it? Heard that just as I was pulling in through the gates. Flipping heck. Wow. What isn't, it, isn't it incredible? And the whole album is is that. It's it's um, angry. A lot of it misdirected. Some of it misdirected. There, it's perfectly good good argument. Why? There's no, there's no black angels painted any of the pictures. Who said God was white? You know, it's great. Um, some of it misdirected. Some of it is... It's just incredible. So, Dave, thank you for this. This is this is a treat. I thoroughly recommend this. I'm going to play some more from it later. Bob Stanley and Pete Wiggs present the State of the Union, the American Dream in Crisis. Oh, it's great. And it kicks off with one of, as we all know, Elvis Presley only did five good songs. Let's make it six. Kicks off with uh, Clean Up Your Own Backyard by Elvis. That's I say. A, do you That's know that excellent one? advice. No, I've never heard it. <laughs> it's a great song, man. I tell you what, we'll play um, the Ray Stevens one at 11. And then we'll play Elvis at 12. 0344 499 uh, Roger, we're going to come to you after this. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, I've just tweeted the link if you want to get that album. It's a great Christmas present if anyone wants to get it. Um, 0344 499 is the telephone number. Let's go to Roger. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Good oh, evening, Roger. Roger. Did you make it home safely? Yes, I made it home very safely. Nice to see you yesterday, mate. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it was fantastic. I want to blow some smoke up your bums for a little bit. But well, you, yeah, well, you could have done it last night when we were there, literally. <laughs> I don't, my belt was very loose last I night. Was nervous. I was too nervous for that. <laughs> but, yeah, it was amazing fun. It really was. And I didn't think top trumps could be so terrifying. It wasn't intense, though. Turns out it's an extreme sport. Yep. Yeah, Dave was brutal. It was... <laughs> yeah. 
For those that don't know, right, so Roger brought Top Trumps, dinosaurs. My high school musical Top Trumps got pushed to the side. That's fine, they'll be there for another day. I spoke to Anna afterwards, she was hoping for that one. Anna, um, uh, Dave and Roger played. Roger got destroyed, it was was embarrassing. Um, Anna was getting beaten, they made a good comeback, but but Dave was determined to to win. Dave virtually pulled a pistol out of his pocket and just slapped it on the table as if to say, come on then, guys. He was the T-Rex, they were the... uh... He's herbivores. Yeah, it was um, it was some old game. And here's the thing: top trumps. As, as anyone who's a, who's a parent and has got top trumps will tell you, is a game can go forever because there are two cards generally that that mean it just keeps switching back and forth. Just keeps switching back and forth, back and forth. So the only way I can l- end a game with my kids is I take a dive. Or the trick I've learned is. Um, after about five, ten minutes, when everyone's getting a little bit bored, you do a five-second countdown, so they've got to do a quick decision, which means they might miss the best thing. And then if it keeps on going after that, you then whack it right. We've got a three-minute time limit now. At the end of this three minutes, whoever's got the most cards is uh, the winner. And honestly, it, it doesn't it bring a level of excitement, Rog? Yeah, especially when you sat up there like a spare with no cards. Well, you were also dressed like an absolute bell cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I thought, I thought I'd make myself stand out deliberately because I, I was extremely someone could find you. nervous. Hey, listen. Thank you to everyone who came. We had so much fun. We were going to do the uh, we did the game thing as a, as a one off, um, and we weren't going to record it, and uh, we weren't going to stream it. And then I decided, all right, we'll stream it on Twitch. And then I said, well, we've got the digital recorder. We might as well record it. Uh, and now I'm thinking, I don't, I've got no idea what the levels are like because I wasn't looking at it. But I'm now kind of thinking, Kath, we put it out as a two part. Chris, or as a one part, we put it out over Christmas as a Christmas special rabbit hole because it's stupid, it's silly, and we are now also thinking as well, Roger. Well, you can let us know because you were a punter, right? You were there. Oh. We're now thinking that maybe there's something in doing a little tour of the game show. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, it was. It was. It was excellent. Was it, it was fun as, a, as the audience? Because me and Kath, had, honestly, we had no idea what we were going to do. We just grabbed some games, and I, as we were leaving, it's like, well, I, I should bring some prizes, hence the U2 book. Um, and, <laughs> that uh, was the dusty bit. It was the dusty it? bit. Um, and we, and if you notice, the, the start was really awkward because we didn't really know how to get into it. So we had 15 minutes of messing around, and then it's like, well, we should hmm. play some games. Um, but genuinely, as, as someone in the audience, did, did you, you enjoyed it, did you? It was it, it was it was fun to uh, watch and uh, heckle and uh, laugh at the dodgy sausage. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There was something wrong with that silly sausage. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. it was, That's it, right. Blame the sausage. <laughs> I never had a go, so uh, I'm not blaming my sausage. Uh, but yeah, it it was brilliant. It was brilliant fun. Maybe maybe mix it up. Yeah, with just do do a bit of games with with the normal with the normal rabbit hole. Or... Yeah, maybe it's half and half. Maybe it's yeah. a separate thing. Maybe we do, you know, on the Saturday night we do the games on the Sunday, or maybe we do. I don't know, but I, I think, think we do something... an end of term thing. I think yep. there is something in in doing it uh, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And the Bill Murray is a fantastic venue, a small venue, but damn, it was it was intimate and it was fun. Good. Oh, well, listen, man, thank you so much for coming, Roger. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, it was lovely to meet you both as well. And uh, if I can make it down to another one next year, you can count on it. Yeah, don't bother, mate. Cut him off. Cut him <laughs> off. Cut him off. Um, it was it was good fun. Maybe we'll go and do it some more places, because it was, it was fun. You know, it's not... It was... Let's be honest, it was quite lowbrow. 
for those who are concerned. Yeah, it was. It was deliciously lowbrow. Deliciously lowbrow, but we embraced it, and it was silly, and it was fun, and... Um... That's the thing. It was what we call fun. Do you remember, do you remember fun? Before fun got ruined. I don't remember. That's what, it, that's what it was. Well, fun could be coming back. They've cancelled Brexit. Could be coming back. You never know. Now, we've just been... We've got Mark's working with us uh, for the next week or so, a couple of weeks, because Sam is, is a lightweight and can't handle it. Kids these days. We're old school. I'm not saying you're old, but... You know, we've got the same colour hair. We're watching that documentary about Cliff Richard. It's got to be said, a lot of Cliff's peers, Cliff, Hank, uh, Jimmy Osmond, very thick, lustrous, dark hair for men of their ages. The Peter Pans of pop. Very, very lucky. I, d- I don't want to cast any aspersions around, but um, I think they've got real hair that's all their own. They've certainly uh, they've got the receipts to prove it! <laughs> and they've dyed it. Uh, but So Mark has brought in a letter that's yeah. been handed to us. I have in my hand... What is this now? Have they spelt my name right? That's always... They have. Okay. They have. They have, they have, they have. I let Catherine open the mail, just in case. Oh. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's um, Skinny Jim Gardner. I like him. Skinny Jim Gardner, and it says, it's got a picture of him on it. I cannot remember his name, which is a crime. Mark, I'm going to say Mark. His, His name is Lee. Mark Lee. Lee, Mark. So Ian and Kath have an awesome Christmas. Keep up the radio gold. Lovely. P.S. Ian, I interviewed you for my podcast back in April. Thanks, dude. That was outside... um, Yeah, I know you did. Funny... um, uh, Here we go. Uh, I I remember that, Lee. Of course it was outside. I forgot. It was outside the Bill Murray where we were yesterday and I forgot that we'd agreed to do it and we were about to go and you kind of very nervously said, um, we were going to chat. I was like, oh yeah, fine, fine, fine. Um, It's funny, quite often... My memory's terrible, right? But thank you for that, Lee. It's very, very kind. Um, but quite often, there will be people that I speak to that I do remember very, very well, like Lee and a couple of others, and they'll do that. You probably won't remember this, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I remember it was a good lad. He said very nice things about the show. It's Th- normally this... the ones that go, you remember what we said last time. You can guarantee we won't. This this guy started up, he does a podcast, Skinny Jean Gardner podcast, and he started it up because he was inspired by our recklessness and our low production standards. And the low browness. The, the low <laughs> The low brownness. And, um, yeah, and he was inspired. He thought, well, if those idiots can do it... He's quite right. I can do it. He's absolutely right. Good for him. Good for him. Oh three, Thank you, man. That's very kind of you. Oh three, four four, four nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm just, I'm just hovering while Mark sorts out a phone call. I'm just hovering. I can see a phone call coming, um, which I'm very, very keen to take. Good evening, Jasmine. Good evening. Good evening, Jasmine. Hi, <laughs> um, how are you? I'm a little bit pissed off with you. Um, yeah, sorry. What happened? Sorry for on. So my nephew, I don't want to bang on about it on the radio because I don't necessarily have his permission to talk about it, but my nephew's 13 got mugged today, oh. right, and he had his phone snatched off him. A little... Scumbags, oh. and you—you you know my nephew. One of the, you, you don't know him. You not met? Have you met? I have met. Him of course, you have. We and went he's to. Lovely. We did Star Wars together. Yeah, and he's funny. Very, very sweet. Very, very smart. Very artistic. Great artist. Great artist. Really talented. Can draw like nobody's business. Very sharp sense of humour, but, but very softly spoken as well. Yeah. He's, he's a sensitive artist. I would describe him as. And he got mugged today, man. He got mugged, and I was furious about it. And um, it really it annoyed me, and it upset me, and um, I just thought, what a lousy, lousy thing to do. And I tweeted, my, who, who the F mugs 13-year-old kids? 
of course, actually. Of course, loads of 13-year-old kids get mugged. It, it yeah. kind of dawned on me. It was a rhetorical question. That's it, but that's what a lot of people um, kind of do uh, these days, is they is they go and mug kids. Kids mugging kids is, is um, uh, the thing, really. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm stalling because I'm trying to find... And then you sent a really dumb tweet, Jasmine. You sent a really dumb tweet. What are you thinking? Yeah. Saying, well, I try, I can't find it. Have you got it in front of you? Um, yeah, I know what, I, what I've written. But here we go, here we go. Um, here we go, here we go. Um, people who... So I wrote, who the F mugs 13-year-old kids? And you wrote, people who need some money to buy Christmas presents. It's sad to see how desperate some people actually are. Think about that, guys. Merry Christmas. Oh, Come on, Jasmine! Listen, no, I'm the most liberal radio presenter in this country, probably. And I, you know, I think about the, the reasons for crime and stuff, but there's no, there's no reason for that. Yeah, but I just like to think a bit behind it, you know. I feel sorry for everyone that's happening too, and of course, also for the nephew, it's yeah, I have no words for that, for people doing that to a kid. Yeah, well, you had, you did have some words. Unless I'm not having a go at you, man. It's, it's, it's all cool. You know, I like you. I like the tweets that you do normally. But um, you, you did have some words, and I wrote, oh, F off, and I deleted it. I wrote, is that's rubbish, and I think I might have deleted that, because I didn't, I, I didn't want to get into an argument about it. But it, that seems like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. What was your thinking? Be- let, let's, OK, let's come in from this way. What was your thinking behind that tweet? You know, I've just help things about people who are very poor or yeah. lost their jobs. Yeah. And, yeah, people just say, yeah, they should look for another job and go to work or so, but it's not as easy as but, people say. You know? No, of course it's not. Some but well, I was are. not saying... I, but I, nowhere was I saying, hey, these these people um, are lazy and they should... They, they, I mean, the, the, the kids that did it are scumbags, right? Um, and there may be reasons... They may be poor. They may be... They may not have food. I suspect that's probably not mm-hmm. the case. But but that's but but stealing from from kids, that that is never that is never justifiable. There is no justification for that. Is there? Yes, yes, I know. But yeah, no, I'm just feeling sorry for everyone who has to steal, and everyone who is just risking to go to prison for this. I find this quite. I hope, well, I hope they do go to prison. They won't, but I hope they do go to prison because stealing. Um, listen, I'm a liberal, right? But I also think that prison is 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 a pretty good good um, method of dealing with these things. I don't think it's perfect because we don't have enough rehabilitation and stuff like that. Um, but that there needs, I do believe, there should be some form of punishment. You can't steal from a thir- you can't steal a phone from a 13 year old kid. You can't. There's, there is no justification for that if they're hungry all right i'm gonna okay if if they were hungry then they could have stolen a loaf of bread i'm not suggesting that people should go and do that but if you're hungry well then you grab an apple outside the blooming supermarket or something you don't steal a phone yeah you're right it's a bad thing to steal a phone and i have to say i've stolen food many times as a child yeah well i'm sorry to hear that find it okay to do so if you're hungry well, but yeah, I also think that it's much easier to steal from a kid than from an adult. Yes, and maybe that's why 
people do it to a kid, you know, because they can't really do anything. I, I just think yeah, or old ladies, but it doesn't make it right, does it? I, I think just if trying to justify um, reasons for, for crime like that is, um, I think it's a fool's errand, and I think that we the, 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 that's a trap to fall down. Uh, you know, so now we've got now we've got a thirteen-year-old, very sensitive kid. Anyway, who's traumatized? So do you know? Do you know what? Actually, screw the scumbags that did it. Screw them. Whatever their reason, screw them. I suspect. Here's my suspicion. Do you, do you know what? Do you know why I think they did it? Why? They fancied a new phone. That's my reasoning behind it. Could be wrong, but I reckon they fancied a new phone. Yeah, but then you have to think they couldn't buy a new phone by themselves, and so good. they just had to steal one. Yeah, good. Well, good. You're not enti- Here's the thing. Is it pre-recording news, Mark? Or, like, pre-recording? Great, it might be a little bit. Here's the thing. No one's entitled to a phone. You have to earn a phone. You're not enti- no one's entitled to have a top-quality phone. This wasn't actually a top-quality phone. It was a crappy old one. But no one's entitled to a phone. Yeah, but you know, nowadays every kid kind of like needs a phone. Or why are you justifying? Phone. No, they don't. But why are you tra- why are you justifying it? I'm really confused as to why you're justifying this. You know, I don't want to justify crime in any way. But but yet I you mean, are. I'm just asking. I'm just asking why people actually do this. I mean, they don't do it for fun. I think. Well, maybe they do. I think some of them do. I think there is a percentage of these these um, a holes that do it for fun. Yeah, of course, but they are mentally ill, I guess. No, I don't... I, OK, I think there are a percentage that do it that are mentally ill. I think there are a percentage that do it for fun and they're not mentally ill. You know, I can't really think of someone doing it for fun because, yeah, you're just risking to go to prison. Oh, no, it's a buzz stealing. Oh, it's a buzz stealing, man. It's a high. Did you ever do it? Yeah, I've done it twice. Did it twice years ago, and uh, maybe three times years ago. Uh, I nicked two CDs from HMV, and I nicked a pair of fake glasses from a stall in Carnaby sh- Street, and it was a buzz. And then I felt so guilty, I went back and paid for one of the CDs. And, and then I got home that night, and I was shaking, and I've, I have never, as far as I'm aware, I've never done it since. That was nearly 30 years ago. I've never done it since, because it was terrifying, and I felt so guilty. So, yeah, I've done it. But the, the second I did it, it was a buzz, man. Yeah, I'm just thinking of a friend of mine who has stolen um, something, maybe just a pencil, when I was with her in a job, and then when we came out, she showed me she stolen this. Yeah. And I just felt, like, guilty or something. And she just told me, yeah, you may, you may never say something. And then I just said, I mean, I was four years old. I just said, yeah, then go back and bring me one. I want a pencil as well. And then, so she did. And so you did it for fun? So guilty you did it for fun? She did it. I would never do it. But you, but you got her to do it for you. So you wouldn't do it, but you'd get someone else to do it for you. So you're like the kingpin. She you're wanted like- to do it. But you, you, you asked her to go and do it for you, and she did. Wow. I don't know if that makes you better or worse. I can't quite work it out. Um, yeah, all right, Jasmine, listen. Th- all right, Wicked, thanks very much for your call. You're, you're talking absolute guff tonight. 03444991000, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Itemise the things you covet as you squander through your life. Bigger cars, bigger houses, 
Term insurance for your wife Tuesday evenings with your harlot And on Wednesdays it's your charlatan analyst He's high up on your list You've got air-conditioned sinuses And dark disturbing doubt about religion And you keep those cards and letters going out While your secretary's tempting you Your morals are exempting you from guilt and shame Heaven knows you're not to blame You better take care of business, Mr. Businessman What's your plan? Get down to business, Mr. Businessman If you can't before, it's too late And you throw your life away Did you see your children growing up today? Incentive, wasting precious time and health, placing value on the worthless, disregarding priceless wealth. You can wheel and deal the best of them, steal it from the rest of them. You know the score. Their ethics are a bore. 86 anesthetic crutches prop you to the top, where the smiles are all synthetic and the ulcers never stop. When they take that final inventory, yours will be the same sad story everywhere. No one will really care. No one more lonely than this rich important man. Let's have your autograph and your sure epitaph. Ray Stevens, who sang The Streak. Right. This is from this great album, but Bob Stanley and Pete Wiggs present the State of the Union. And it's all, Mr. Take Care of Business, Mr. Businessman. It's great. They're just so unsubtle. Every one of these songs is so completely unsubtle. Oh, my God. It's, it's all these established artists trying to say a little bit more than I love you. Can I hold your hand? I want to marry you till the end, till the, till the day I die. There's a great one. From um, the Four Seasons, Saturday's Father. And halfway through it, I got it. It's about 
A dad who only sees his daughter on a Saturday. Oh, man! It's the Four Seasons, you know. Just a just couple of years after Big Girls Don't Cry and Walk Like a Man, Saturday's Father. <gasps> I played one of the greatest Elvis songs of all time as well after midnight. 0344. Um... Um... Okay, 034. Ian, I'm a long-time fan of your radio show. Who doesn't watch I'm a Celebrity? Today I read Today I read in the Irish Daily Star about you being bullied on last year's show. And as a lifelong bully victim, I'm now an even bigger fan of yours. You're my hero. Thank you, Kevin. Um, it, was, it was in the Daily, Irish Daily Star today. Wowzers. 0344 I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? I'm Catherine Boyle. And let's say hello to, I'm not sure, Billy. Hello. Hello, Billy. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Are you? How are you? Not too bad. Thank you. Have we spoken before? No, but I called the other day speaking to somebody else on the radio about bet... some topic of some sort. Speaking to somebody else about some topic of some sort. OK, well, that's... Something about Christmas. Christmas time. La, 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 la. Christmas time. La, 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 la. I bought a Christmas tree. Actually, I wasn't going to do it. I've ordered a cheap, crappy, plastic, four-foot Christmas tree off of... Amazon, I wasn't going to do it, and I said to my boys, would you like me to have one for when you come over? They went, yeah, of course. I went, right, I'm getting one. That's it. Christmas is in. Well, it's coming. You know that song that was just playing then, Take Care of Business, Mr. Businessman? Yes, I do. It's funny, because, you know, things seem to make sense in their own way when they come across at time to time, as they do. Um, And just a while ago, I was working down in Brighton, and... A song came on and it was singing uh, What Was My Boy Billy doing in a town or yard and he got killed. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to bring the mood down. Too late. But <laughs> um, somebody's trying to kill me. Gosh. Um, yeah. Okay, what makes you think that? What's happening? Well, I got myself into a spot of bother. Someone was messing with my family and I've made a few things to say I'll do this and that yeah. and it's not really that bad and I'm trying to talk to them but the thing is is I'm some sort of they say crazy but I'm just crazy at the minute type yeah. of genius person to a new level of beautifulness which is where I've made myself mm-hmm. through you know enjoying the world that yeah, I live in and, I got it yeah and just really you know immersing myself into it it's been great fun can I ask you two questions I don't want it to end just can I, yet can I ask you two questions you can ask as many as you like. All right. Well, two, two I've got to start with. They're quite personal questions. Do you mind? No, go on. You're quite funny. Um, thank you. They're not funny questions. Have you been diagnosed <laughs> as bipolar or anything <laughs> like that? No, I've not got no problem with me. You see, I understand things quite well. I understand them probably better than most people. Uh, 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 <laughs> so the answer to that question is no. No, I've spoke to some people about some things. And what have those people said about those things? Well, they can't really get through or past much of it. If anything, I could probably do the job better than them. Okay. And question number two. Question number two. When was the last time you took, um, let's say, LSD? Well, sadly, quite a while ago. Yeah. (laughs) I know what you mean. um, Of all of them, it's, it's the one that makes you think. The others don't make you yeah. think. What? What do you, you do? Know, you take, do you I like? Hang on a second. Hang on. A question. I'm lied. There's question number three. Do, do you take? Do you take drugs now? And be oh, honest. I'm having a drink. Okay. But, uh, but what's the great line in Brass Eye? Some people think that uh, alcohol is a drug. It isn't. It's a drink, uh, which is a great line. But do you take any drugs like weed or coke or uh, anything like that? 
Yeah, I used to take quite a lot of them, not too much as to what other people do, but, you know, I try to, and I'm open to take a lot more. Okay. okay. Uh, really good for you, and good for your thinking. And I love well, no, well no, cocaine isn't good for you, or good for your thinking. Trust me, I know. Well, it's great for a party. I think it makes you help drink more as well through the night. And well, yeah, cocaine... Yes, yeah, more focused. You know what? If I go out drinking without any of it, yeah. I'll be... He's right, cocaine... Ass, if if your aim is to drink more, cocaine helps you drink more, because it sobers you up, and then you kind of think, well, what's the point in drinking? But I have to say, as someone who's done a w- lot more research than you, I, I just have to say, cocaine is not is not a good drug. It's not um, a, a positive drug. Well, I'm not some conspiracy theorist, so I don't think you should be making fun of me thoughts. And I don't want to upset just you either, because I like the call, and I want to speak to you, but I'm Bi- trying to make a point. Billy, well, well, you're going to make your point. To help me I'm going well. to help you. I'm helping you, but in a way that you don't know. Uh, 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 no way have I made fun of you, Billy. Yeah. You, uh, you just said that I was making fun of you. I'm not making fun of you. No, I know. Okay. I know so, you're making it fun for the radio, but you probably do better than that. No, oh, not to be thingy. It's great as it's going. All right. I, do, I like drugs, but nothing okay. interfering okay. with I, my... Okay, um, so who is trying... All right, all right, all right, all right whatever. Clear. All right, you, 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 you're not thinking clear. You're rambling and talking nonsense no, for not. the most part. But So okay. who's who's trying to kill you, then? Do these uh, people who've been possibly paid to do it just to get me out of the way because they think I'm trouble. No, they I don't. Am. <laughs> you need, you need. Here's the thing, right? I, I can, That's I can. Good. I'm good. I'm very. You're good. not. You're not good. Who, who, no, I am. Who, A lot who, of big people know me all over the country. Okay. I, wh- and what do you want from me? Because because I ain't going to be able to I help know, you. I was just sitting in my car, and I'm sleeping in it tonight. I'm working away. I work all over. Yeah. And Doing what? I'm just thinking. I got trade. And I work all over the country, and I do me little thoughts, and I do me little things. Normally I do, I'll sit there and have a split, and I'll have a drink, and I'll just ponder things. Could be anything, depends what's happening that day. It might be someone's thoughts about me. I love me lads that I do, so obviously most of the time it'll be something to do with that, and I'll just be seeing what they're thinking about me. Can I, can I, can I, you can what, you can read their thoughts? Obviously, we all, I don't understand weird and shit, but, you know, we know how it goes. Can I tell you something that might surprise you? Probably not. <laughs> I've not understood a word you've said in this phone conversation. How does that make oh. you feel? Well, a little bit silly. Yeah. Don't feel silly. I'm just trying to hold up a mirror that I know you're straining not to look into. Read my thoughts. Well, yeah. Well, you're not thinking anything, are you? Yeah, I am. I'm thinking something. Read my thoughts. Oh, go on, man. Think something. I'm thinking it. Cheeky. Listen, I want you to get Theresa May to call me, right? Cause the reason Read I'm my thoughts. Because I've, li- I've loved England since a very small Read time. Read my thoughts. I've been through a lot. Read my thoughts. And that's why I've done it all. Read my thoughts. We'll think something then. I'm thinking of two very specific things. Would it help if I just thought of one thing? No. All right, two things. Just think it. Thinking two things. Mm, I, don't, I can't. I can't normally, I ain't even nothing, mate. No, because you can't read people's you know, minds. We all do, don't you can, we? No, no, we don't. Nobody does. You can't, you can't read people's... I can't read minds because we can't read minds and you can't read minds. I was thinking two very specific things which I'd like to share with you. Go on. First one is, I love you, man. And the, sec- the second one is, this guy really needs help, and I hope he gets it one day. Well, I don't need much help. You do. Fine for me you're you're, you're ill. You're very I've seriously ill. I get drunk all the time and I eat nice food. And okay, you're very seriously ill. I'm very happy, really. It's just these people trying to kill me. No one's trying to kill you. Theresa May isn't good. No one's trying to kill you, brother. Theresa May oh, isn't yeah. going to phone no, you. No, that's not true, though. But that doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that doesn't matter to you. And that's okay. And that's my own trouble that I need to sort out myself. 
The problem that it is is now I'm just calling up just to say because I'm a lovely lad just going about England. And I'm sure you are, man. I'm sure you're a, a joy to, to be with. Level of stuff, right? That is beautiful, and it goes. When was the last time you spoke to your family? A lot. Eh? When was the last time you spoke to your family, man? Well, they're all gone now. These what I'm saying because these people destroyed my whole family. So I'm going to go destroy them. Don't destroy anybody. You say your no, family are dead. Mm, sort of. Or, or not, well, sort of. They're not, they're not talking, just not talking to you. No, it was worse. They've done some mad stuff to me. Because oh, I do this thing with love, right? And whatever. I, yeah. See, I heard them then, didn't I? And I do it all the time. Can and we you all find, did... like, a, a number, phone number <laughs> or something for, like... I, I don't know what you'd Google, but mind or something. Can we find a number? I've, I've got to do something. That we, There's nothing to be done, mate. I'm quite all right by myself. Oh, and I'm brother, always you're happy. not. Uh, well, I can We're hear. Having a good chat, aren't we? But you're spoiling I, it. No, I'm not spoiling it. I'm, I'm really enjoying. Ch- I mean, oh, I'm sorry if it's spoiling. I'm really yeah. enjoying chatting to you. But I, can I tell you something? I can hear because you can read minds. I can read souls, mm. and I can hear the, um, the, the pained screaming of your soul. That's what oh, I you can hear. Not hear anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I can hear it, brother. I can hear it, man. And you need to be loved, and you need to be hugged. And you need, possibly, you, well, you need some kind of medical supervision, man. Well, you get all sorts of horrible people walking around the, the Ch- air. Oh, I know I'm you not do. one of them. I get no, loads of love you're a good soul. Places. You're a good soul. I can tell you're I'm a good soul. I'm in a bit of trouble, yeah. You're a good soul, man. I can tell you're a good soul. And I, 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 I just know. want the best for you, brother. Yeah. Well, I don't play no games like you, like... No, I, I, I don't play no games either. Well, you have to, don't you? No. Position, you know? No, I don't. I don't care about that, because I don't care. You're very... Uh, um, oh, listen, God, it's so obvious to listen, hear. Get... <laughs> no. What can I do to what help is... you, Billy? Well, get Theresa May to call me. That isn't that isn't going to happen, because I don't... Language. That's a yellow... That's a yellow... <laughs> that's a yellow card, man. Don't swear. Oh, sorry. You can't swear. Bob Marley oh, died yeah, about... Bob Marley died radio. about... Bob Marley died about 40 years ago. Hard, it? I just don't know what to do. Because I say about the genius stuff and all that, right? I get it, I get it. No, proper though. And I can change flowers' colours. And oh, brother. I talk to dogs and cats. Well, I, I, I talk to dogs and cats! <laughs> no, but they... I talk to cats all the time! Right, no, more than that. They talk back, though, to you, do they? <laughs> that don't matter, though, because that's the only tiny thing. I've not put any thought into that. I've just noticed it recently with a lot of different things. When, when was the last time you saw a doctor, man? Well, a while ago, put myself in psychiatric ward for a couple of months, but all they do is give you tablets. Please go back. No, because they put me in a depressive state, and the people in there are crazy. Yeah, they are crazy. I'll give you that. close to suicide. I'll give you that. They are crazy, and a lot of them are close to suicide. The lovely people, though. I met some lovely people, and you know what? I changed a lot of lives when I went there, and I said to them, I said, I want to see you lot on the outside doing the same thing. Please. I'm crazy, but I just still go about. You please know, please go back. Too. Please go back. No, what do you mean go back? That's not good advice. It is. It's the only. Vi- I don't know what good advice is to give you, but that's it the only advice I got. Kill myself. Huh? Steve Stephen didn't kill me. I'd kill myself. I went there. You sit in a horrible little bed and you get given tablets. And Mate, you're horrible. not well. Well, I'm not well. You're probably more or less well than me because, you know, although you're doing well in life, if you take away your job and everything like that. I don't know how well you'd be doing if you was in a similar situation. I'm well, dealing with it quite well. I'd be de- I'd be dealing with it um, 
I'd be dealing with it about as well as you are. You'd freak out. You'd be calling up crying your eyes out. And what if I was crying my eyes out? What's, there's no problem with that. call the police and say, put me in a cell, I'm scared. Well, what, what, scared of what? What, what, is that, what is out there that well, I should be scared of? through your window and shooting your head off, man. Who, who's put what through your window? Well, not yet, but, you know, I mean, they can't find me because I move everywhere all the time. So do you live in your car? Well, I live in hotels and my car and, you know, obviously I find people at So you haven't got a house. flat or a, a house or anything that you own or rent or anything? No. How long's that been going on for? A few years. I work out in the country as well. I'm trying to get in touch with someone who can put me in a quiet little corner and, you know, you get these rich people now who sort of realise life in the world and they've just got a good understanding of stuff, a good logic and things like that and they just sort of, you know, work for a little company and turn the profits around or something. I'm trying to find someone like that. I'm quite good with music. I thought, hopefully I'll make a couple of songs and just live on a beach for the rest of me, like... But I've got myself in, you know, like I say, a bit of bother. Well, I've not done nothing wrong, and everybody seems to love me loads. I just thought I'd call up about it. I was just listening to your radio, it's and nice I'd just say hello, you know... And, well, I'm glad you called... I'm glad you called, Billy. You'd be welcome to call any time, fella. Well, I'd like to say at the end of every call, shout-out to all the gorgeous lads out there. You know I love you. Okay. Yeah, man. All right. Listen, lad. Billy, there's a lot of people going to be concerned about you tonight, man. You look after well, yourself. Well, I wouldn't be, because I'm getting pissed and I'm happy. You know, you know I'm yeah, talking but, about, but, but I look at Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. But people but people will be concerned. It's all right saying don't be concerned, but I know well, that people... will be concerned about that last caller there who couldn't even speak properly. <laughs> and that poor old lady Billy? who's got no heating in her house. Billy? Someone send her some money so she can put the radiator on Billy? tonight. You can't speak properly. None of what you've well, said has made sense. Apologise. No, there's nothing to apologise for. I just want to want you to know that you've rambled a lot tonight, and it's been interesting. I've enjoyed it. I do that. My nan says it. But it doesn't make sense, man. It makes sense well, in I'm your head, saying, but it I'm doesn't in a make bit sense. Of trouble, and you know. All right. No. Hello, to all the gorgeous lads. Have a good night. Merry Christmas. All right. You take care of yourself, Billy. Give us a call again, and mate. You... Okay. Bye. 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 Oh, flipping heck. The heartbreaking thing about that was 30 seconds into it, I knew there was nothing we could do. No. I'm asking you to find a number, and what, what number are you going to find? Well, Sainer are closed, 6pm. It's going to be a 111 or a 999. But he'd need to recognise that he's not well, and he doesn't, does he? Oh, that poor man. That's another... What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have a little cry about Billy. That poor man. Oh, flipping heck, man. And there's loads of Billys out there. And he sounds like a nice guy. And if he is moving around, that means he's undetectable. No one's looking out for him. Oh, Billy. Mate. There's there's two things. One, all of that could be true. Maybe he can change colour of flowers and talk to dogs and someone's trying to kill him because of those powers. Um, or there's the other more likely thing that, that he's a. It, it, I, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. It, it, it sounds like um, I, d- I don't know what it sounds like, but um, it sounds like he's a very unwell young man, and, and he sounds like a nice Billy. You sound like a decent, good man. And all I want for you is to get peace in your life—the peace of not having to run from somebody who may or may not be trying to kill you, man. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez, there's so many souls out there. 
Right, OK, 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, kind of at a loss, really. Billy, lots of very kind souls suggesting what we could have done and what we should have done. It's too late. We did what we did. Um, and what else are we going to do? Hand his number over to the police. They won't be interested. Won't be interested. Who else do you hand his number over? First of all, it kind of breaks um, the, 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 the sort of code that we, we have between, you know, between uh, our listeners and, and the phone-in thing. Um, I don't think he's a threat to himself tonight. I mean, he mentioned he's drinking, he mentioned he's sleeping in his car. That's not a great combination. Um, I don't certainly don't feel like he's going to do anything tonight. Um, so thank you to everybody who's suggesting what we could have done and what we should have done. Um, we, you know, we play it by him. Neither me or, me or Kath are, are trained counsellors. I've had a load of therapy so I can kind of spout out stuff that I've heard. Um, and Kath has lived a life as well. Um, but that one, that one stumped me. That one stumped me. Um, so hopefully he'll call back in. You know, there's nothing we can do. He needs to go and see a doctor. But if he's living off the grid... He ain't going to go and see a doctor because he's a genius that can talk to dogs. And it would appear if we believe, you know, we believe what he said about not speaking to his family, then there's no one there who can kind of seize control and, uh, you know, force him to see a doctor. Let's put it like that. If he was in a unit, someone was aware of him at some point. There's a little ray of hope, isn't there? Yeah. There's always a ray of hope. Sounds like a good man. There's always a ray of hope, man. There's always a ray of hope. Um, thank you for that call, Billy. It certainly made me think a lot, man. So I appreciate that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call. Hey, here's a revelation. So last night I watched a little bit of Mrs. Brown's Boys. I only watched 10 minutes, just because it was on. I sent telly on, it was on. I laughed twice. What? I laughed twice. Are you sure you want to say this on the radio? I laughed twice. Not like belly laughs. Was I, it when she dropped I, the F-bomb? No, I don't like it when she drops the F-bomb. That's, that's, I don't get that. I don't even remember what the second one was. The first one... Was when they did a dance, funny dance. Ah, I chuck. I didn't like. All right, let's let's reel this in a little bit. Let's not get carried away here. I don't want to become a Twitter meme. I chuckled twice in over a ten-minute period of Mrs. Brown's boys. It's not a bad rate. It's not a bad hit rate. That's not bad. I, talk, I don't like the swearing. Don't like this because because the F word is funny, man. But you got to use it. Very sparingly. You, you've got to deliver it just to punctuate or just to lift or just to suppress, just at the right moment. She and says it a lot. She says it a lot. And I don't like that. I think that, that weakens it. Um, and I don't like the fake corpsing. Pete and Dud used to do fake corpsing all the time. Mm. And 
I know it's a lot of their corpsing was real. Well, certainly early on their corpsing was real, but then they realised they got bigger laughs for the corpsing that Peter Cook and Dudley Moore than they did for the routines quite often. And so they'd be they would just like fake corpse. And and there's a lot of that in Mrs. Brown's boys, and I don't like that. But there was a funny bit when they they did a dance. There was something else that made me chuckle. Oh, what was it? It was a line when she chucked out a tarty woman and she said she said she said something it made me chuckle twice right. mrs brown's boys let me just amend your christmas list Uh-oh. mrs brown the movie the uh, <laughs> movie that's what it's called <laughs> it is isn't it yeah um do you know what i was thinking can i tell you something that popped up? a strange um resentment that popped up oh. the other day from nowhere go on it just popped up, and I thought, oh, oh, I'd forgotten that resentment. And that resentment is now 18 years old, and it's still there. Okay. I was watching, like, flicking through the, the channels, right, on the telly, and the trailer for Ali G in the house came up. Mm-hmm. About 18 years ago, that must have been made. Maybe a little bit less. And I watched the trailer, and I thought, that bastard never asked me to be in it. And that popped up. Wow. Right. That popped up an eighteen-year-old resentment that I'd forgotten about. He never asked me to be in it. L- little, little walk-on part should have, would have made perfect sense. There's, there's obviously there's reasons why I didn't, you know. But that just popped up from nowhere, from absolutely nowhere. Isn't it funny? Mm-hmm. And now it's still floating around a little bit in, inside me. This he never asked me to be in that movie. That's funny. A little. Just imagine me behind a desk. Yes, Mister G. It's through there. That's, That's all. all it would have taken. That's all. No, it wouldn't, because you'd have gone, he got more lines than me. Well, uh, it's his movie, you know, but it just it just popped up from, from, from a, a long-forgotten resentment. Isn't it? Aren't we strange creatures, human beings? Absolutely. Strange creatures. Um, you think you're over something, and then um, it gets uncorked all of a sudden. Yeah. And you realise you've been sitting with it that whole time. Yeah. Saw so, so the first hour... Of a great movie. I went to Amazon Prime today. I was sat on Netflix going, ah, boring, 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 boring. And then, um, so I went to Amazon Prime and I forgot that I'd put some movies in some films I wanted to watch at a later date. I thought, oh, let's have a look at those. The first hour of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. See, I thought I'd seen that film, but I think I've just seen the French and Saunders version. So, well, exactly. I've seen all the spoofs. So I know the style, the black and white, the the, the sort of bad makeup. So, so it's Bette Davis and who's the other? Joan Crawford, isn't it? Joan Crawford, it? yeah, with very thick eyebrows. Oh yeah, she was famous for that. Um, and Bette Davis, of course, had barely any. Yeah, um, some movie. I thought it was a forties movie. I got my chronology wrong, so I was expecting a kind of much more stilted forty. It wasn't. It was nineteen sixty-two. So it's got quite a bit of. There's a loose vibe a bit to wild. it. Wild. Yeah, um, black and white. Stunning, great stories, and I, 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 I kind of knew. I'd also got the the the, the roles the wrong way round. I thought it was Bette Davis who was like the one in the wheelchair. It's not so. Bette Davis was Baby Jane, mm-hmm. the child prodigy and brat, and it, it starts. It opens up with a great scene of this this eight year old and her dad performing on stage to huge theatre and applause and standing ovations, and this other the sister, dark haired, obviously the Joan Crawford one, just staring in the wings, and then they go out to meet the fans, and 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 Baby Jane kicks off. I don't want to have a nap, Daddy. <laughs> and it's, it's great. Then it jumps forward a bit, and Baby Jane has, has kind of died away, and her sister has become a very famous actress. But she's looking after Baby Jane and says, I will only make movies. Big star. 
I'll only make movies, you've got to put Baby Jane in movies. And they show a clip from, from a film, and it's awful. And they're going, we can't do it. Then it cuts to, spoiler alert, um, Baby Jane crashing a car and crippling Joan Crawford. And then it cuts to them living in this house. I think I have seen it, yeah. They're living in this, this like, big old house, and Joan Crawford's in a wheelchair upstairs. And Bette Davis is this... Um, and they call her fat in the film. You know, she's, she's overweight kind of for grotesque, a... Grotesque, isn't she? Yeah, grotesque. She's overweight for a, for a former starlet, you know. Joan Crawford's still very slim and beautiful. And and she's grotesque. Got, got like, makeup everywhere, thick makeup on, big hair. It's like me on a weekend. Oh, it is. <laughs> and she's a drunk. And she's a drunk. It's just like me on a weekend. And, um... Oh, it's great. There's a scene where Joan Crawford's got this, like, um, parrot in a cage. And, um... Her Davis comes and goes... I will take the, the burn cage and I will give it a clean. I don't know what voice she does. It doesn't speak like that. I don't know why I'm doing that. Miss uh, Dubois. Um, I, I'll take, and, she, and then she comes back a few minutes later with an empty birdcage. It escaped and flew out the window. <laughs> right. And then, like, a few scenes later, she's serving dinner. She's got this lunch under a colosh. Colosh? Cloche. Cloche. She puts it down. She goes, eat it or it'll get cold. <laughs> oh, it's going to be something she horrible. she walks off and she opens it up and it's the parrot. <laughs> it's, it's so dark. It is so dark. It is brilliant. And I'm sat there going, why have I never watched this? This is incredible. Watched it. We're going to be living it one day in an old people's home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honestly, it's such a good film. Because I I was thinking, I really wanted last night after the rabbit hole. And then you and I went out for a meal with my sister and her husband, my brother-in-law, because it was their 18th wedding anniversary. We had a really nice Mexican meal. It's good. It was nice, wasn't it? I had ribs. It was Sunday so I could eat meat. And um, I just wanted to go home, and I didn't do it last night because I ended up watching Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> but I really wanted to watch a black and white film. I wanted to get home and watch a black and white film. I was thinking of, I wanted to watch, because we'd heard it mentioned on that Tim Heidecker podcast, I wanted to watch the Marx Brothers. So I wanted to watch an old black and white film. Sit down and watch a black and white film. And I didn't, so, so I did it today. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? I'm going to go back and watch a bit tonight because I want to sit in the same room as the kittens. I'll explain more about that later. And they're, they're, they're in the living room for the moment. I don't want to be over, overwhelmed by the whole house. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to go back and watch a bit of that and then watch the rest of it tomorrow. It's incredible. It's, and it's, it, and, but I don't really know a lot about those old, f- um, film actress stars from the old days. Because I'm, you know, the old films I like are it's blokes, you know, it's Laurel and Hardy, it's the Marx Brothers, it's Harold Lloyd, stuff like that. So I don't really know a lot about that glamorous side of Hollywood. But they're both brilliant at playing has-beens. They're both has-beens in it. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to read about the film. I, I know a little bit that they hated each other. but uh, uh, And Bette Davis, in particular, must have found it really hard to play a, a, an overweight, hideous old failure. I don't know about that. I think she was did see herself as a character actor and she yeah, she did all kinds Ooh. of things. She played Queen Elizabeth the 1st in quite a right. grotesque way. But um, oh, well, okay, we'll have we'll, we'll, we'll Wikipedia. You've got to read Mommy Dearest. Have you heard of that? No, what's that? Joan Crawford's adoptive daughter, Christina Crawford, wrote this tell all about how horrific it was living with her as a mother. Oh. She was really cruel. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if there's a book about whatever happened to Baby Jane, the making of. Honestly, I've never seen anything like it. And there's like a sort of slightly hipper family that live next door. The mum's the same age as the two actresses, but there's like a young daughter who's, who kind of watches. 
the film, you know, dresses in hip clothes and was watching the films on daytime TV. We never see, she, she, we never see her. She lives next door with a fat sister. Always sees the fat one. It's, it's, it's remarkable bit of filmmaking. I know I'm, uh, 56 years late to the whatever happened to Baby Jane party. But, welcome. But welcome. Take off your coat. Speaking of films for a long time ago, so we're not doing many shows in January or February. At the moment, we've got one. We're doing a few in March, but at the moment, we've got one booked in January, live shows. We're not doing any now until January the 25th, okay, which is another rabbit hole picture show, which um, tickets, uh, 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 do you know, I've, I've not put it on my website yet. So if you go to tickettext.co.uk, type in rabbit hole picture, you'll find it. But, but tickets will be on sale soon. They are on sale now. So we're showing uh, on the 25th, 26th of January, I think, the Saturday, in King's Cross, we're showing Weird Science. Yes. Weird Science. Electric boobs and plastic tubes. <laughs> we're showing that, right? And you can wear a bra on your head if you want. Yeah, well, I'm wearing a bra on my head. Definitely. And we're going to watch it because, it, A, it's a funny film. But also, I want to see... We, Kath and I both suspect that in the... Um, I hate the phrase, but I'm going to say it because it's shorthand. In the hashtag MeToo era, Mm -hmm. which doesn't mean anything, what it means is in in, in 2018, when um, things have changed a lot, thank God, we're both curious as to how much the comedy is going to stand up and whether it's going to be seen as a little bit rapey. And I'm convinced there is a slightly racist scene as well. They go to a black club, a black club, and they speak patois, and they even smoke a J. So we're keen to see that. Now, here's the thing. Weird Science came out in 1985, I think. So that means next year. Can you Google that? Just check that's right. That doesn't. That feels a little early for me. Right. 85 feels a little early. No, maybe it's right. Maybe it's right. 1985. Right. So that means next year when we show it, it's going to be 34 years old. Okay. So so next year we're showing a 34 year old movie. Right. Go back to 1985. And what if we'd shown a, if in 1985 we'd shown a film that was 34 years old? Mm-hmm. 1951, is that right? Hang on, I think that's 1951. That takes us to 50, 34, 1985. Oh, 34. Yeah, I've done 35. Yeah, yeah okay. 51. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that film is ancient, man. That is an Ancient... Yeah, so actually, no wonder, and thankfully, things have changed yeah, and yeah. things have progressed. But that is an ancient movie we're showing. 34 years. It's vintage. It's when you um, talk to like people you work with, right? We've got 20-somethings working here. Kids. One out there, look, got a teenager working with us. And She's got great hair. And they think the 90s is, is vintage. I'm dressing 90s style. I remember dressing 70s style and my dad yeah. saying, what are you doing? It's like yesterday, what are you playing at? I mean, I was, when I worked out, I was 35 years old. I went, no, 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 I've, I've got that wrong. It's 20, it's got to be 20, it can't be more than 25. It's 35 years old. Yeah. We're old, man. Well, I was only six when it came out. I'm not that old. Um, anyway, that's happening. I'll, I'll tweet a link for that now, actually. If you follow me on Twitter, you want to get it. It's the, the, uh, a quarter of the tickets are gone already. so It's going to be a belter. Yeah, it is. We'll try and get a special guest as well. Um, so I'm going to tweet that now. If you follow at Ian Lee, I'll tweet a link for that. George and Alistair, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. 0344 499 1000, the late night alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Evening, Alistair. 
Evening, Ian. I've got a couple of pictures for ideas. I, I know that it's a great show, but yeah. I know that you're always interested in ideas. I'm, always, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an ideas guy. Let me get, right. hang on a minute, let me get some appropriate ideas music in the background. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, here we go. Oh, this is good. Yeah. The Armenian flute. It's my nickname at school, by I the way. I think my chakra's just opened. There we go. It's not your chakra, mate. Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Let's have it, Alistair, right. with the Armenian flute in the background. Here we go. Okay, idea number one. Number one. Um, this is for New Year's Eve show. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Have a Caller of the Year award. But who do we give it to? All of our callers suck. Well, the thing is, is that you nominate people. Obviously, yeah. I'm excluding myself right That's now. very noble of you, Alistair. <laughs> 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 you plum. But, uh, yeah, and then people can nominate and then other people ring in and say, who do you want to vote? You know what? Yeah. I'm up for that. But you know that's a hornet's nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll all be fighting each other. Do you know what, Alistair? We're doing that. We're having a caller of the year award on New Year's Eve. Thank you, man. That's going to make them furious. There'll be some that'll never You're speak to us again. Well. Can it, hopefully. Bonus. <laughs> no, idea number two. Right, well, th- this is probably a bit more problematic, I think. Oh. Um, right, you know that sometimes you hear a song lyric and it's a bit weird and you're not quite sure what it means. OK, are we going down the misheard song lyrics route? That old chestnut. No, no, no. I have a one-inch People, head. You can pick song lyrics and then you can ask the listener, think, what do you think that means? For example... Uh, I am the walrus. Wasn't I and the walrus just to annoy people and, like, to say, give them... A, first of all, taking a load of acid, and B, just to go, let's... Right, they're trying to read everything they can into our song, so I'm just going to write a load of nonsense and let them di- dissect this. I think that that's what that was. That, I, I bet you're probably right, but I didn't understand it. No. But then... It's a great I song, think. though, isn't it? Imagine if you'd, imagine if you'd never... <laughs> yeah, imagine if that's the only Beatles song. You come, in, you come in... We used to play this game at college. You come in and go, Man, I, I had this amazing song by this group last night. It's, it, was, it was called... Um, it's called I Am The Walrus by this group called The Beatles. Have they done, have they done much else? Have they got, and then someone goes, yeah, 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 and they give you like the first couple of albums, and of course you're completely turned off because it's all rock and roll. You thought it was all going to be like I Am The Walrus. Uh, I Am The Walrus is, is I'm going to say it, the greatest pop song of all time. There you go, I've said it. It's out there. It's out there. It's absolutely brilliant. It's better it? than ABBA. Yeah. Oh, well, of course. Yay! <laughs> Alistair, we're doing Caller of the Year. Thank you very much indeed. I'm reminded. What happened to our second logbook that's with the American child? Still no sign, and you phoned them. What was her name? Isabel. Yeah. What's going on with that? I don't know. I'm starting to wonder whether Isabel was ever real. Do you think she was Scott Mills? Trying Probably. to steal our idea. He's going to be reading it out. That was... Flipping it. It was such a lovely idea. How can it go so... Isabel, we love you. Please. Was she 10, 11, 12, something like that? She's old enough to send a book back. Isabel, we love you. She listens in Texas, I think it was. Tennessee. Yeah, Texas, Tennessee. Yeah, of course. Texas in Tennessee. We love you. We're not angry with you. We're not angry with you. We just want to know that everything is all right. 
where our f- fun book is. That's all we want to know. And is there any chance of getting it back? It cost me £18. We've got one. Yeah. Got one somewhere. I, just, I, don't, I don't know where I put it now. <laughs> Should have been a really sim- the idea was for those who don't know for Mark who's, who's not is we had a log book so a nice book is a nice leather bound was a moleskin it's a moleskin big book right sent it out to listeners they would keep it for five to ten days and they would write down everything that happened in the show they'd send it back we wouldn't look at it we'd then send it to the next person on the list they'd do the same they'd send it back we wouldn't look at it. Send it to the next, so on and so on. And on New Year's Eve show, we're going to open it up and go, oh, let's have a look and see what we did on July the 15th. Yeah! So, the first one didn't come back for a month because the guy didn't put the correct postage on. So, while we're waiting for that one to come back, we thought it had been lost. I bought a second one. That went out. First one comes back, so now there's two. Like, jeez. Then the second one is held ransom by an a-hole who didn't like the way he was treated by a T-shirt shop that I'm friends with the owner with. It's nothing to do with me. Didn't like the way... So he sent me an email saying, I'm not going to send this back because I'm furious with Scott. What? We got it back. I had to sweet-talk him, and then we got it back. And then we had this woman, Lou, who, like, ever since we mentioned the idea... Can I have the logbook, please? That's got a good impression. Can I have the log book, please? I'd really like the log book. And we go, we did a nice little bit of theatre. No, you're not having it. Cut her off. Can I have the log book, please, nay? No. Nay is my turn. Want a log book, nay? Nay. No. Nay. No. Begging. I'll be the best at that log book you've ever had. So we sent it to her eventually. How long did she have it for? A month? A month. There's a lot going on in my life. So can I sell it? Send it back. Jesus. So then she sends it back. And we, meanwhile, the other one has been sent to a 10-year-old kid in um, Texas, Tennessee, who's had it for about six weeks. And we phoned her up the other week. No answer. Well, I hope nothing terrible has happened to her, because... That would be, yeah, bad. Well, it would mean that... that means I wouldn't matter. Well, no, it just, well, no, it just means if something terrible has happened to her, I can't then go over to America and throttle her, which is my plan. Uh, good evening, George. Hello. Hello, is that George? It is. Hello, George. You're through to Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. How can we help you this evening? Well, you're jogging my memory about things. Months ago, you were compiling a list of the top ten films. Do you remember that? I don't remember it, but let's carry on. We We can just pick up where we left off. Well, I think you you put the one I suggested in at number 10 and you said you were going to watch it, and I'm sure you haven't watched it. It was a, a, a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, I've not... No, I've I, I've seen it before, but I've not seen it since... I think that might be on Amazon Prime, actually. They've got a load of those old movies on there. That's a, that is a good film. It's a good, yeah, good, you, good, good, good film. <laughs> you said you were going to watch it, but... I lied. I'm a liar! <laughs> Uh, I mean, no, I'm not, because I mean these... This is it. I'm not a liar, because I mean these things when I say them. Um, but um, it, I, I haven't seen that film since I was a kid. It's a great film. It's got the, the Three Stooges pop up in it very briefly. Um, it, it's, got, it's got lots of those... Oh, it's got a lot of film stars in there. It's a good movie. Great movie. I give it, I give it four out of five. Good. 
you said you were going to watch it, but you didn't. Absolutely correct. You mentioned that, George. Yes. yes. Deal with it. Deal with it. I've got a life. And uh, is, is your your party with no name still going? Or is, is I didn't have a party with no name. You did. You were getting ministers to it the other day. You oh, were... yeah, no, we got this... Um, we, we disbanded. Did you? Over musical differences. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, it disbanded, I'm afraid, due to uh, 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 a general, la- uh, general apathy. Oh, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I thought you could have uh, offered Billy a, uh, a, a ministership. I think he would have liked that. But uh... well, I think he would have been suspicious of any organised political organisazione. You reckon? Yeah. Hey, um, people were thrilled to meet you last night, George. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Uh, the, the, I, I, I did meet some really nice people. You, you had a, a good turnout, a good following, nice nice vibe. I, I, I myself was pretty pathetic. <laughs> you, you gave me the chance to, to, to speak, and, and uh, I didn't really speak, and... Uh, would have uh, thought afterwards what I should have said or should have... I thought it was all scripted. Sorry? Isn't life scripted? Well, you said what you were meant to say then. Yeah, yeah, but I was disappointed with what I was meant to say. You're disappointed? Hey, listen, there's no such thing as small roles, only small actors. Um, yeah, well, I'm... I'd rather be heard than seen anyway. I'm not not very good at at speaking in public and, 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 uh... But it, it, it was really enjoyable evening. Thank you, man. And, uh, it was. A... Th- th- thank you very, very much for that. And... It was. It was a good old bit of fun. We had a laugh. I think people enjoyed themselves. It was silly. It was nonsense, and that's what we need more of in life. And I, I tried to tune you into a couple of guys that T May and uh, and Naughty Boy. Did, did did you did you look up anything about about Naughty Boy? Or... <laughs> That was my youngest today, Naughty Boy. Naughty Boy did that album, that song with uh, Beyonce, Running. There we go. Kath knows Naughty Boy. Of course I do. I'm down with it. And up with it. And all over the place with it. I think it would be brilliant if you could get Naughty Boy. Well, hang on. If he's doing records with Beyonce, we ain't going to get bit, Naughty Boy on the show. Yes, you would. Yes, I don't you. think you know how shows work We're on talk radio. We're not going to get Beyonce's producer... On the oh, show, no, I, I heard him on another radio station. Was it Radio <laughs> One? <laughs> no, no. Six Great. Music. No, no. He was on BBC Radio L- London a week or so. Naughty ago. boy, right? Hang on a minute. Um, first of all, I don't really know who Naughty well, boy exactly, is. Well, exactly, and we tend to have people on that we naughty, um, know about. Let me look up Naughty Boy. Naughty Boy, <laughs> Shahid Khan, is an English DJ, record producer, songwriter and musician. In 2012, Shahid Khan signed a three-year publishing deal with Sony ATV, as well as recording uh, recording contract to release one album. Um, I don't think he's going to be my cup of tea, really. Don't you? No. <laughs> no, he sounded very interesting to me. And, and, and uh, Tim May. And, and, Why don't you write to him and chat to him? I, I just can't get a contact number for either of them. Well, neither can I. Well, I mean, well, I, you, you don't think that we're, we're all we're all sat round with a fo- the, the phone book for famous people that you you plebs don't get to see. Well, they're not that they're not that 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 famous. But but uh, I I I would really love the two of them to 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 meet one another. And I, I... <laughs> I'm not. Hang on a minute. I'm not running a, a dating agency for famous people. No, no. 
No, well, I, I just want to give them the, the wonder party to... to OK. <laughs> Thanks. I, just, I, just, I, I want to give Thanks. it away, and I, I think it I would... Don't think, I think Naughty Boy um, is going to be a little bit too busy, George. Thank you very much indeed for that. Should have given it away as a prize last night. Ah, well. George was there last night. Um, another hour? We've done two hours. Not quite sure what we've talked about, but we've talked about it. Oh, three. The switchboard is empty for the first time tonight and uh, puts us in a great position to go into the last hour. Now is a perfect time to call. Uh, and we can wipe the slate clean. The phone number is 0344-499-1000. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
actually a good Elvis song. It's a great song, man. It's from this um, uh, this album that um, Dave very kindly gave me. Uh, Bob Stanley and Pete Wiggs present the State of the Union. It's uh, it is an absolute joy. Oh three four four. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ian Lee, Catherine. I just want to listen to this. Have you seen? There's a Dean Martin song on it. Uh, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, late night alternative, Monday to Friday, ten o'clock at night. We are on tomorrow because Theresa May has bottled it. We were going to have tomorrow night. Oh, thanks. Thanks a bunch, Theresa May. M- means I'm going to be shattered on Wednesday, but that's fine. It don't matter. Um, listen on DAB, download the app, or go to talkradio.co.uk. Um, let's go to Ray. Good evening, Ray. Hello? Hello, Ray? Hi, yeah, that's great. Oh, that was fantastic. The King, with Jerry Reed on guitar. Yes. Oh, that's a great track. But it... anyway, I was going to sing a song for you. Oh. Okay. I'm writing a letter to Daddy. Oh. His address <laughs> is heaven above. <laughs> That's from that movie. I'm that writing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's what baby the song Baby Jane sings at the start. I'm writing a letter to Daddy. Uh, and I tell you what, that's a fantastic. The reason I called. Ray, can you sing the whole song, please? If you're going to no. start, you can't just do the first two lines of "I'm writing a letter to Daddy" and not finish it. And I can't remember the words, otherwise I'd be singing it for you. Well, I can't remember the, the rest of the words either. But hang on, hang on, let me hang on a minute. We're going we're to find this. We're going to do this probably because it is uh, it's uh, it's kind of the uh, recurring motif. <laughs> I'm writing <laughs> a letter. Here we go. Yeah, to Daddy. Here we go. Be- address is here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is great. Okay, this is it. The, 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 the bear with us, dear listener. We're going to have a. I know we're, we're we're 58 years late, but 56 years late, whatever it is. But my God, what a movie! What a movie! Here we go. Um, let's jump to uh, this is the opening scene. Uh, here we go. Hang on, hang on. Let me get to that. Here we go. This is great. This. All right, all right, all right. This is great. Go on. I've written a letter to Daddy. <laughs> oh, come on. It's coming. Come on, right. Calm down. Show you, I want to show you uh, the older version. Yeah, this is it. Oh, I've not got this far in the film yet. Hang on. Wonderful. But the guy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the guy on. Shut up. She's got the same outfit. Ray. 
It's a great film. Right, apologies uh, there for telling you to shut up, but you're annoying me. Now! (laughs) What have we got, fella? But uh, The guy on the piano. Yeah? Victor Bono. He was King Tut in the Batman series. Yes, he was. I (laughs) recognise that face. (laughs) King Tut! I thought he looked like Roy Kinnear, but yes, it's King Tut from Batman. Yes, yes, <laughs> he was. Yes, and, and, but what a seed, what a seedy role he plays in that movie. I've not. Don't, don't tell me anything because I've not got to where he enters yet. I'm guessing he's their business manager, but don't tell me anything because I've not well, got. Don't tell me if you tell well, me, I will kill why, you. That's why I called because you said that you didn't see the rest of it. I've only seen the first hour, so if you find out with a spoiler, don't, I'm going to spoil. Don't. Don't research it. Don't do no. anything because well, now you've done that. Everyone's going to find totally out and tell me. It will totally spoil the end of it, which is the most incredible twist in the movie. Ray, 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 what? Geez, you know that telling someone there's an incredible twist in a movie means Means that that they they sit through the whole movie looking for the twist. And it also means that now everyone's going to tweet me the ending, man. Don't, well, don't read them. Well, (laughs) I've got Twitter open for the show, you muppet. Yeah, yeah, but you haven't got to read them. Yes, he does. Do you? Are you insane? You know, you Twitter in- comes open. It's no, there's no envelope. <laughs> just no. actually, Jeepers! Something just happened up the street. Somebody's just banged a car or something. Oh, that's convenient, isn't it, Ray? Well, you go and sort that out, mate. Well, you you you've created. It's like Brexit. It's like Boris Johnson and Brexit. He's off now. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Never tell anyone there was a great twist at the end, because then you're sat watching it going right. The opposite of what I think is going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. So what do I? Th- I think A is going to happen. So therefore, it's going to be W is going to happen. No. Never tell anyone there's a great twist. See a film with a great twist. No. It's great. It was when M Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong could still make good films, but people didn't think he could make good films anymore. So he did Sixth Sense. Great film. Mm-hmm. What was one after that? Village. Was it The Village? I quite like that one. I don't know. But his film's now rubbish. He did one about bees. Um, but the, his, his last great film, I think it's called Unbreakable. Oh. oh it's a great film. So it's um, Bruce Willis. And it's another gentleman whose name I can never remember. And Bruce... Sorry, am I boring, am I boring you with my unbreakable story? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. No, sorry, I'm just really tired and I was supposed to be having a day off tomorrow, but someone ruined it. Screw you, Theresa May. So Bruce Willis, basically, um, there's a plane crash. Oh. Everyone dies in it. Oh, yeah, you've told me about this Except one. Except for Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he's down in his basement and he's, like, doing his weights. He's finding his weights really easy. So 
this is really easy. So well, he he's on, Bruce Willis. He, he puts on more. It's like, this is still really... Then he puts on... Then he goes out and just, like, he just hangs things off the edge. It's so easy. And he's just lifting, like, like two tonnes. He's like, what the f... What's going on here? Right. Anyway, it turns out he's become a superhero. It's such a good film. Such a good film. Everybody, go and watch Unbreak. There's a twist in it at the end, Ray. There's a twist. Um... Samuel L. Jackson, that's the other fellow in it, whose name I can never remember. 0344 is the phone number, The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 the switchboard is empty, man, it's empty. That's what it's all about. Oh, listen to these absolute, um, where's the story? Hang on a minute. 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 News. Looking for news. Let's have a little look see what we got here. Here we go. Listen to these. So this is the, this is advice in America. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, for God's sake! I don't want to subscribe to the Washington Journal. News chat. There we go. This is this is from America. The holiday season the holiday season is officially here, which means so is baking your favorite sweets. However, the Center for Disease Control oh. has warned the public not to be tempted by the sweet, delicious raw dough. CDC officials say even though it's tasty, the unbaked products can make you sick. The bacteria in flour are killed when the food is cooked cooked. Cooked. (laughs) (laughs) And the food is cooked. Officials say harmful germs can contaminate grain while it's still in the field or at other steps as flour is produced. In 2016, an outbreak of E. coli infections linked to raw flour made 63 people sick. Gosh. The organization issued the following guidelines to make sure you and your family stays healthy and safe. Now, listen, here we go. That's it. Do not taste or eat any raw dough or batter. What? Batter. So, where you say batter? You're thinking of batter. No, I am not. Batter. Stop it. Batter. Stop it. I'm not doing anything. All I'm doing is saying batter. <laughs> swing, doing... batter, batter, swing, batter, batter, swing. Batter. Stop it. Would you like some of this delicious batter? <laughs> No, thanks. Okay. Well, I can't eat it because I need to cook the batter. <laughs> do not do not taste or eat any raw dough or batter. <laughs> Whether for cookies. Cookies? Who has given this advice cookies. all of a sudden? Cookies. Tortillas, pizza, biscuits, pancakes, or crafts made with raw flour, such as homemade Play-Doh. So, but, look, don't, hang on. Don't eat Play-Doh. I'm not going to eat Play-Doh. But it says you can't eat cookie dough. Wow. That is bullshine. Now, they say 63 people got sick in 2016. Is that in all of America? Because there's like 500 million people in America. I like them odds. Cookie dough is amazing. I had cookie dough for the first time about two months ago when I made them cookies, surprisingly. <laughs> made them cookies? Yeah. I had. I ate more cookie dough than that, I made cookies. Um, I'd be more worried about the raw egg. Do not let children play with or eat raw dough. Oh, they like it, though. Sorry? They like it, though. Bake or cook raw dough and batter. Hmm? 
Follow the recipe or package directions for cooking or bake. The package instructions. It ain't cooking. It ain't cooking if you're doing it for a packet. Oh, that's warming it up. Do, do not. I'm going to read the most bizarre sentence. But the more I think about it, the more I think, God, that sounds amazing. First reaction is, well, that's disgusting. Second, I'm on like my 15th reaction now. I'm thinking, that sounds incredible. Right? This is what you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm totally doing this. And you hadn't thought of doing it before. So thanks for this advice. This is, listen to this. This Come is a serving suggestion, Be with you in advice. a second, Dave. Do not make milkshakes what? with products that contain raw flour, such as cake mix. Oh. Oh. <laughs> cake mix? In a milkshake? That sounds insanely good. Why have I never thought of that? Cake mix. What flavour is that milkshake? Cake. What? It's cake flavour. How'd you do that? Well, I made a milkshake. I put a load of cake mix. Whoa, whoa. The CDC. They, you know you're not supposed to put cake mix in there. It's worth the risk. It's so good. <laughs> so like people try cocaine. It's like, yeah, or ecstasy. Well, I know there's a chance we're going to die, but it's worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. Cake mix in milkshake. Ooh. That sounds wicked, doesn't it? Wow. Doesn't it? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, we're going to do it. I can't drink that amount of milk, so I'll watch you do it. Um, do not use homemade cookie... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do not use homemade cookie dough in ice cream. Guys, come on. They serve cookie dough and ice cream at all those ice cream parlours. Clean up thoroughly. Oh, get stuff, Mum. You clean up, Mum. You do have to clean up now, though, don't you? Because you I don't, live on I your do. own. Well, I don't have to. But quite often, I don't for weeks on end. <laughs> do not make milkshakes with products such as cake mix. Don't do that, guys. Oh, oh, it sounds incredible, doesn't it? Totally it doesn't have to have milk in it. You can do it with ice cream. It's have... got milk in it. Yeah, but you can eat ice cream. I'll get lost, you square. It made me really annoy me sometimes. You just got no, no it must ambition. be gut ache. I can't drink that much dairy. I'll make your gut ache in a minute. <laughs> Don't say that. I'll make your gut ache. It's nearly Christmas. Yeah, exactly. A Christmas gut ache. <laughs> Can you believe her, Dave? I, I want a cake shake. That's what you call cake it. Cake shake, <laughs> Dave! Yes, brother! I totally want a cake shake! Doesn't it sound like the most delicious thing in the world? Yeah, I don't know if cakeshake.com is available or not. <laughs> oh, you're making me choke. Could be bad for your health. It sounds incredible. Is that, oh, is that um, yes. D- Dave the Man? Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, L- listen. Two things, right? Um, Dave the Man as opposed to what? Dave the Boy. <laughs> Dave the boy. Dave, Dave yeah. was um, he was a B word last night. He came to the the show. Um, it's not it, that Dave, is it? Is that Dave? Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You sound so nice without those trump cards in your hand. He came up on stage to, to a little bit of fun, a bit, a bit of top trump against a guy who's uh, visually impaired I know. and a woman who's got breasts. <laughs> And yet he didn't hold back against either of them. Oh, it got very, very no, nasty. No, no mercy, no. <laughs> no mercy! Cakeshake.com! No mercy. And But then he then he won us around, because he brought me two presents, actually. He brought me a, a jar of pickled eggs. Oh, they're in the boot of my car. I might have one on oh, the way delicious. home. Oh, delicious. Nice and warm. I might have them on the way home. You don't, you, don't put it, you don't put it in the fridge. They're pickled. 
Hang on, they're pickled, so they're preserved. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, right, what? the combination of the smell, yeah. the texture and warm. Listen, listen, they were warm when you had them yesterday. No, they weren't. You thought you had a little, little chill bag with him? Does he look like the kind of guy that has a chill bag? <laughs> um, so I might have them on my on the way home, just in, on my lap, open. Just keep dipping in as I'm driving. Mark, do you like the pickled egg? You found out the pickled egg? Of course is. Kath had her first one yesterday and was disgusted by it. Love you it. perverts have the nerve to comment on my people's love of chips and gravy, and you eat that crap. I nearly drank some of the juice yesterday. <laughs> so he. Br- <laughs> so- you always phone up and cause trouble between me and my my oh mate no. Dave every time. Oh no. So he brought that, which was a joy. He destroyed um, uh, people at, at Top Trump, which was was I, c- I couldn't take my eyes off it, but it was it was awful to watch. It was like a um, uh, a tiger uh, ripping open. <laughs> he just did the imaginary stripes. It was a tiger like a t- tiger ripping open a waterfowl. A what? A waterfowl. A what now? A waterfowl. No. That's a bird. A waterfowl. A waterfowl? A waterfowl. Do they...? Yeah, they're birds. I didn't know tigers were partial to a waterfowl. They live in the jungle. Do they? Of course they do. Of course they do. A waterfowl. No. Yes. And then he bought me this this great CD. I'm just going to Google waterfowl. Don't Google waterfowl. (laughs) But bought me this great CD, which I've been playing all night. It's been giving me a little bit of a musical, but it's got sleeve notes, which I'm going to read at some point. Um, And I just want to say, Dave, thank you. No, no, it's, it's great to hear that, you know, you give good music to people and it, you know, it fires off singing them. So I thought, I don't know, I thought it would. I mean, I don't know if you might have your speed out here anyway. So. What's the Dean Martin song like? Because I've not got there yet. Uh, uh, that's pretty good. But it's, I mean, the Frank Sinatra ones are standing as well. The train is bleak, isn't it? But, yeah, and they're, they're all bleak. I mean, I don't know if you, you said you got as far as Earth a Kit. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> next one, which is Roy Orbison. Uh, southbound uh, Jericho Parkway is about seven minutes long. Hang on, let's have a little <laughs> bit. Hang on, hang on. Roy Orbison. I've just noticed that the revolution on there is the bit. Hang on. Roy Orbison, southbound Jericho Parkway. Mm. Let's have. Uh, it's seven minutes long. So... Oh, right, hang on. Here's the poster. Here's the text on the poster of the single. Southbound Jericho Parkway by Roy Orbison. Listen to this. This is what the song's about. Roy Orbison sings about a man who hits a one-way street on purpose. He sings about the wife. He sings about the son. He sings about the daughter. How they felt or didn't feel. And he sings it the way it is. (laughs) There was a man whose memories were made up of nothing <laughs> he'd push the elevator button and go home <laughs> hang on a minute i've just seen this this is another one on the album this is this is the great uh, here we go um here we go this, uh, this, this is this is the closing track which i've not heard yet here we go. don't you know it's gonna be all right it's gonna be well, a- how have I never heard this? Right. It's a Beatles song. You say you want a revolution. Gosh, it's a very middle of the road revolution. We are one to change the world. You tell me that it's evolution. Well, you Is this? Know. 
the Brothers Four singing Revolution by the Beatles. But when you talk about destruction, don't you know that you can count me out? Don't you know it's gonna be wow? All right, wow. Oh, they lied. It's not all right. That is great. So that's 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 um, gold, Dave. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it's sort of a, an example of what happened after the Beatles and sort of what happened to you know American show business. They had to find some way through. And um, I mean, the most interesting one I think on there is um, Bobby Daring uh, questions. Is from an album he released after he was he he was with. Um, Bobby Kennedy the night he got shot. Wow. But following Kennedy around him. Then about, about a couple of months later, he found out that his sister was really his mum. <laughs> and so he went nope. off to uh, in a caravan on his own for about six months and wrote some songs. Yeah. And when he came back, he recorded them. There's two, one album called... This is Bobby Darren. Uh, Bobby Darren, Now, yeah. now uh, is, is... I'm going to say two very rude words. Okay, mm. I'm going to say two very w- rude words. So I can't remember what the mm. rude words are. Uh, hang on a minute, I just need, to, just need to Google something. Hang on, hang on. Yes, he was played in the film by... He was, I can't remember his name. What's his name? Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Is, is, the, is, the, is the Kevin Spacey, Bobby Darren film any good? It's all right. No, I don't do all right. I only, I only do good or great. Well, you know what biopics are like? They're musical biopics are usually awful. But, um... Yeah, but sometimes they're so awful, they're wonderful. Hmm. Queen one was a bit like that, he, But he was too um, old to play Bobby Darren at that point. It's got well, he name. was, yeah. Bobby Darren died when he was 37. So. <laughs> but even worse than that, he went out on tour as Bobby Darren singing... Uh, Shut up, did he? Yeah, yeah. He no, went out on tour doing Bobby Darren songs, but... So probably Darren sort of went off and recorded all these sort of, you know, um, directly aware songs on two albums. The, fir- the first one's called Born Walden Robert Casoto, because that's his real name. And it's, it's you can't get it on CD. Yeah, the movie's called Beyond the Sea, and it gets two point, it Beyond gets, the sea. Beyond the, it gets 6.7 on IMDb. That's good enough for me. Oh, I'll give you a good biopic. Yeah. Walk the mm. Line. Yeah. The Johnny Cash one. Yeah, I'll give you that. Oh, belter. Yeah. give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Dave. Thank you very much. Thanks for last night. Thanks for playing so well. Thanks for... for no uh, problem. It was a pleasure to watch a man destroy two losers, yeah. Anna and Roger, <laughs> in such a... It's like a, a tiger eating a, a water fan. By day, a mild man of music fan. By night, cold-blooded assassin. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Cake bake, either. There, cake bake! Cake shake. Cake shake. Cake shake, man. I want a cake shake more than anything. Wow. Um, another 30 minutes, then Paul Ross comes in and does a proper show to cl- kind of clean the palate after this rubbish. 0344 is the phone number. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, um... If you type in cake shake, loads of recipes come up for cake shakes. Um, that's a <gasps> dumb recipe. I've just read a tweet you're going to want to know about. 
Uh-oh. What's Jasmine said now? No, no, no. Oh. It's Katie. She's saying that Dave was lovely giving us all back a lift to King's Cross. LOL at the soft toys on his car dashboard. That was his car! <laughs> yes! That was his car! <laughs> oh, no! That was his car! We laughed at his car! <laughs> we and, did! Uh, you he said he should be allowed out. You made me urinate on his, on his passenger door handles. I didn't make handles. you, he just needed to go. We saw his car and we laughed at your car, Dave! Because it's the same car as you! Yeah! But with, with, with toys, toys in the front! Yeah, and that, I have to leave Teddy that at home. Is, that guy is psycho. That wow. guy is psycho. How can you drive with them all looking at you like that? Wow! Dave! Dave! Now we know where the fury comes from. Dave! <laughs> what you got, Boily? I've got loads. Well, then let's. I love that because that's what she says when she, she has got loads. She's found them, but After she hasn't got them. access to them. Did you hear about this um, couple? You know, like you go, we, we like four in a bed, right? And you can always tell when they're making super efforts. Well, explain what four in a bed is for those those people who've yet to discover the four joys in a of bed. It. Four in a bed is a show where um, four sets of B and B owners go. And stay well, at each other's always, places. Some of them are hotel owners. That's a little bit supposed Jeff. to be B and B. Yeah, but uh, they go and judge each other's places, and they stay there, and they judge it in a way that nobody. I mean, you go to a B and B. I think it's very unlikely, unless you've been watching Four in a Bed, and then it starts to look normal, that you're going to go in and start looking for pubes because they pull like the mattress protectors back and yeah, stuff, don't yeah, they? And they yeah. look for stains, yeah. and they take great delight in finding the tiniest hairs like anywhere and, and like holding them up to the camera and they'll be running their hands along the picture frames and the top of the doors and looking in the extractor fans for fluff yep. and all in a bid to knock some money off at the end because when it comes down to it it's kind of a popularity contest it's, it's all about it's, how much money you get it's how much come percentage dine, it's you come get. dime with me for B&Bs kind basically. of um Except instead of scoring, it's about how much of your um, takings you get at the end of it. Yeah, uh, OK, but... but So... No, hang on. You, you, no. Go on. You've said kind of. No, it's exactly come down with it's me. It's not. Yes, it is. It's not. Because it, they do four out... It's all scores. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they're scored in four in a bed as well. They're not. Well, they literally are. They're literally given marks out of ten. They're not. Oh, yeah, but that doesn't ah! even matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that not, doesn't even matter. Oh, I don't yeah. know what those books are for, apart from yeah. um, no. setting the cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah, exactly. It sets it up for the next thing. So they're literally scored, right? Yeah, so but, they are. But they don't... <laughs> but, whoa, whoa, whoa. Retract that, because... I'm not retracting my spidey web. <laughs> I'm not... I'm, I'm putting up the um, lasso of truth. Okay. Because you... I've forgotten that in in Come Dine With Me... I haven't forgotten anything. Yeah, in Come Dine With Me, you I'm... don't know what your score is yet. Right. Okay. So... No, that no, resentment no. isn't allowed no, to build not, through the I, whole I week. Didn't, That's I the didn't, genius of four in a bed. I didn't say that. I, but we, you were said that they were not scored. Anyway, they it's are not about four in a bed. It's supposed to be something of joy. They are literally... You're ruining it for me. They, good. You're ruining it. Because you're ruining right. my that, show for the listener. They are I'm literally... I'm £20 off at the end of this. Because the way you spoke to me. They are literally scored out of ten in four in a bed. Contrary to what you've yeah, said. Yeah, but that don't matter. Car- well, now that we've proved you wrong on one thing... Continue. Anyway. Just, just bear in mind now that everything she said is probably a lie. That was just an aside. Okay. And if you don't know about Four in a Bed, get involved because it's it's addictive. There we go. I've also got very into recently, and Ian's not spoiled this for me yet, uh, Project Runway uh, Startups. Oh, it's brilliant. That? Fashion Startups. It's not for you. It, 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 fashion Fashion, fashion Startups. Start-ups. Oh, it's brilliant. I don't even know It's what... like Dragon's Den, but... Fashion. Yeah, and they're Americans, and they come in with some outlandish... Uh, demands. Anyway, I love it. Um, so yeah, four in a bed. Some of those places they go to, you'll go in there and, and, and they've like done those towel animals like they do in, I imagine, 
exotic hotels. I've never been to a hotel that's put a towel in the shape of a swan on my bed. I don't really like I, it. I have. I wouldn't like an actual swan on my bed, so I, I don't want to pretend one. I have. Have you? Yeah, I have, actually. I've stayed in some, very, I've stayed in some of the finest hotels in the world. Well, some of these are in Blackpool <laughs> with the towels. <laughs> so you don't have to go that far to... I like Blackpool. But you wish you knew. Yeah, have you ever stayed there? Yeah, I have, actually. Have you? Where? Well, at a hotel in Blackpool. All right. Stay, stay in a and b then talk to me about Blackpool. I went to a Conservative Party conference there once. Did you? Yes, I did, mate. So you, you talk to me about hotels. I know more about Blackpool than you do. I can bull, guarantee bull it. Bull do you? OK, what are they doing there in 2020? Oh, mate, you're Could doing... you take your feet off the desk, please? Mate, what are they doing there in 20... What? Okay. Wait, Blackpool. Hang on a minute. Catherine, you know more about Blackpool than me. Mm. So what are they doing there? I know about, more about the history of Blackpool, not the future oh, of Blackpool. Oh, buddy, bing, buddy, bong, buddy, bang, bang, bang. I'll tell you what they're doing tell there me. in 2020, shall I? Blackpool attractions will be themed around ancient mysteries. Like, Who how on Blackpool? Earth, how on earth Helen Bradley got run over by a tram? Blackpool <laughs> attractions. <laughs> oh, OK, we get it. It's a very funny joke for a very... It's a funny joke for a very small a very percentage. Slow. That's a joke. It's, slow. it's a it's a funny joke for a tiny percentage of the listeners. No, I think it's niche. I think it's our niche. Black? No, no, it's not. It's not at my. It's not my niche. Um, I think it's my cousin. <laughs> what? It's not my niche. It's my nephew. <laughs> Idiot. I I uh, okay. So don't talk to me about Alan Bradley. I've I've driven Alan Bradley around Margate in a sports car. Thank you. No, you haven't. He's dead. Yeah, before he died, you absolute spanner. Oh, at least he had a good time then. <laughs> I drove Alan Bradley, the actor. <coughs> I'm sneezing because I'm angry. <laughs> One of those anger sneezes. You're the best kind. Good, really comes out. Are we still talking about sneezing? I drove the actor Alan Bradley. He's not called that. Around Margate in a sports car. Did you call him Alan Bradley? <laughs> I think I did actually once. <laughs> And we talked about Marty Feldman. He used to work with Marty Ooh. Feldman at, um, at the amusements with, with in, in Margate in Ooh. the 50s. I've used up all my um, surprise noises. You'll have to move on. Blackpool attractions will be themed around ancient mysteries in a £300 million development in Blackpool, which you didn't know about, despite you knowing everything about Blackpool. Yeah. A flying theatre, a virtual reality experience. They're not ancient mysteries. That's like Wait, computers. One more. There's one more. Go on. And an alien-themed diner <laughs> feature among attractions. Okay. That'll just be you having your dinner, then, like, an alien pop... E.T. pops out behind you. You get probed. 17-acre <laughs> Blackpool Central project due to start in 2020. We'll also have hotels and restaurants. Um, um, Blackpool leader Simon... What? Blackpool leader, council leader, Simon Blackburn... Handy. Said, it's a once in a generation opportunity with potential to archer the face of our town. We'll have to go and have a look. Anyway, so um, in four in a bed, sometimes they'll get these towels. Okay, we haven't out. got time for that now. We'll come back after this. Oh, Thank what? You. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We'll come to your story in a minute, but your, this is how it starts, OK? What we've got here is a on a tiny scale, although it could grow, and I'm going to stop it before it grows, is the same Infowars, fake news nonsense that got Trump into power and got Brexit into power. That was the Just, Russians. 
Okay. It's fake news. It's all fake news and lies. So Joe has tweeted, Kath is right, Ian. Yes. The money in the envelope in four in a bed is all that counts. Yeah. But it's not all that counts. That's how they decide the winner. Correct. But the scoring out of ten for cleanliness, how were the hosts, how well did you sleep and breakfast... They then influence how the pe- the other people go, behave, and react in the other hotels. So no, sometimes it not, does. No, but please let me finish this. Let me get this right. Don't lose your. Let temper. me get this right. Don't lose your temper. Let me get this right. I'm sorry for you, shouting. I'm sorry for shouting. But Joe and Kath are really peeing me off. Right, really peeing me off. Sorry for shouting. I'm really sorry for shouting. It's been a really tough weekend. As you know, the divorce is happening. And wow. It's just, it's just my mum's in a wheelchair, so I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, but you're wrong about four in the bed. No, then. I'm flipping not. I'm not. Okay, let's hear you. Let's hear you explain. This I will explain four in a bed to you. Okay, yeah, explain it to the person who's seen. How many did I have on my uh, you've series link? You've seen too many. You've gone blind to it. I've seen them all. You're a dick. Don't get upset with me about four in a bed. Joe and Kath say, uh, the money in the envelope in four in a bed is all that counts. This is not true. That's how they decide the... Why are we arguing about four in a bed when the country's falling apart? I'm not arguing about it. No, because you're just talking nonsense about it. You're just lying. You're going to have a rustle carrying on like that. (laughs) My arm is a bit funny. But you're just lying. Just right. It's just a bit of fun, mate. It's not fun when you're, what you're saying is untrue. So, four in a bed. Yes, the money is how they decide who has won, but they rate out of ten cleanliness. The host is in this order. The hosts, uh, cl- uh, uh, cleanliness, facilities, sleep and breakfast. Now, it is in that order. Now, and would if you, you come be... again? You're forgetting about would you come again? That's not out of ten. It's on the next page. I'm talking about... Well, in, in the, the later, later series. ones, yeah. Talk, I'm not talking about the out of ten. So if you mark someone low, then they come and stay at your hotel next. They're going to mark you low, or they're going to be extra curious for dirt and pubes and all of these things, right? So Joe's statement and Kath's statement that the money in the envelope is all that counts is clearly balls. Well... Balls. Finished. Finished. No, well, we finished. You've finished. We finished. But if finished. you watch a few more, that, you'll yep. see that yeah, sometimes they're up. really generous We're done. at the end and finished. you don't expect it. We're done. That's great. Whatever you said, I couldn't hear it. Thank you. I came third in the 2017 I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. The same position that I believe John Barrowman came in this year. But how many points did you score? Oh, you're in... Ah! Anyway. <clears throat> There's your video, by the way. Now, please tell us about this. Sorry so, you had to see that, Mark. Sorry you had to see that. The so you don't get that with Kellner, but you do know that Kellner has murdered people. You've got to have that on your conscience. The four in the bed thing there was a little distraction. What I really wanted to talk Very about is, you know, some of these hotels where you go and they'll, like, do the towels in the shape of a swan or, like, a, a chicken or whatever, and, um, and it's supposed to be some sort of decoration on the end of your bed. Yes. This couple... <clears throat> went to the Royalton Jamaica restaurant on the anniversary of their son's death, only to find the hotel had put, like, an effigy of their son on their bed. Wait a minute, what? Yes, happy and spelt out, happy we birthday, you, we miss you, Alex. What What were they doing there? 
<clears throat> they were there on the anniversary of their son's death. The horrifying effigy of a couple's dead son at a Tui hotel apparently made in an ill-considered attempt at a tribute. Flipping heck. I mean, wow. ill-considered doesn't cover it. The 21-year-old footballer died falling off a balcony on holiday. Hey, man. Poor His lad. godmother, Karen Baker from Hertfordshire, secretly arranged for a heartfelt tribute in the hotel room. I bet Karen regrets mentioning it. No, it was in uh, the Royal ja- Royalton, Jamaica. Oh, OK, right, right, OK. I didn't think it could be British. No. But instead, her friends were disgusted to find a life-size model made out of clothes lying on the hotel bed holding a birthday cake. Like a penny for the guy. Flipping heck. The haunting tribute was complete. This is terrible. With a can of lager and tears on its face. He was commiserating and crying at his own death. The body was lying next to petals arranged to read, We miss you, Alex. I mean, they'd gone... They'd gone in. Miss, Mrs Baker, who first discovered the mannequin, said she was utterly horrified, you can imagine, flipping heck, and managed to remove the dummy before Alex's parents saw it. She told the BBC, staff had gone through my friend's wardrobe and stuffed his clothes with towels to make it look like a body on the bed. They even put tears down the face and a can of lager in his hand. I was absolutely horrified, as you can imagine. I was sweating and shaking. We just didn't want our friends to see it. My God. I couldn't see but they the, did take a picture. I couldn't see the funny side of it. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. it. I still look at the photographs now. I miss him. And I can't believe someone thought to do that. That's terrible. Red-faced Tui has since apologised for the misunderstanding. Is Tui, what, the guy that runs the hotel? Is it one of the the company. Okay. We're following up with the hotel and believe it was a misunderstanding with no intention to cause upset. Dearie. Is that that a thing? I'm not being racist. What, he said, that, say, that that would, say something that's probably could be considered. Is that a thing in Jamaica then? I wonder. The, ma- the, the, the death mannequin? Like we over here, we have the roadside memorials. I don't see. I don't know. I've never heard of it before. The fact they've put Happy Birthday Alexander suggests to me they somehow think their son can't be there and so they miss him and, he's, and so they've tried to sort of do a jokey thing. Yeah. I can't see how you would ever do this if you realised it was for grieving parents. That's um, that's I mean, pretty amazing. The isn't effort, it? the effort. God, well, good, for, good for them. Good for them. It's got balloons and everything. It's, it's good actually because it's prompted a conversation, hasn't it? And Is that what we, you'd want? And now we've got the rules of uh, uh, four in a bed out there. <laughs> we have got the rules of four in a bed. Are you all right about that? I'm you okay about, about, being, like, about having it. your pants pulled down publicly? Well, no, no, because Maz agrees with me and Katie agrees with well, me. Of course they do. They're bumlicks. Um, doesn't matter whether they're bumlicks or not. Well, it does. They. Um... You would point that out if they were bumlicking me. I'm just saying. Oh, we go. The body story. The woman woman originally called into JVS about this. According to Will, <gasps> he had the break on this. Wow, I said, we used to work with JVS. Mm. Is that true? Did, is, I don't won't know. mention him in the story, of course, because no. they never do. Oh, he mentioned the BBC, but he didn't mention specifically oh. the programme. Oh, thank you for that, Will. There we go. Interesting. There's a heads up. That I would have. Um, well, it's, it's a shitty. Excuse me. It's a lousy business because he should have been getting loads of uh, kudos for uh, for that. But instead, people do. just go and nick it. That's journalism now. Thank you, Will, for. Um, uh, the lady called in, he was mortified. It was on his Consumer Hour. I, I, it's a cracking listen. JVS Consumer Hour on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, it's, it's actually a cracking listen. I can't listen since they shafted me and sacked me. Um, but 
Um, it's a good listen, but obviously don't listen. Listen to Talk Radio is probably what I should be saying as we now work for Talk Radio. But thank you for that, Will. Good, always good to give um, JVS a name check when he deserves it. A party goer dressed as a terrorist. Oh God, no! What? sparked a huge bomb scare when he chucked his suicide belt in a public bin. <sighs> there he is, is the fella. There's the belt in the bin. Where? There. No, where did this happen? In the bin there. No, where... Let me finish reading the story, mate, and we'll get there. Stop tempting and tantalising with photographs that our listener oh, cannot God, see. Oh, God, have you, have you seen this in there? Look, is that? <gasps> Terrified shoppers, cowards, I call them, called 999. Uh, after spotting wires... Oh, God, oh you would, wouldn't you? I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Of course you would. After spotting wires sticking out of a silver device yesterday morning, cops set up a cordon, a James cordon, and contacted the RAF bomb squad. But residents in Wellingborough, North Ants, mm. realised it was a dud after Snapchat images emerged of the man in the belt brandishing a toy AK-47. Well... One wrote, Guys! The bomb is fake. This guy was wearing it as a costume last night. Chief Superintendent Mick Stamper said, Suspicious packages are always dealt with extremely seriously. The Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team was able to carry out a controlled explosion. This has caused significant disruption for a number of hours. I would appeal... Oh, I don't know who it is. Oh, mate, you're so screwed. I would appeal to anyone with any information as to who left this item in such a public place to contact the police. Well, there's his picture. There's his picture, guys. Find him. That's dumb. That's dumb. I don't actually have a problem with people dressing up as terrorists if they're doing it. I wouldn't... I don't. If... If um, if they are mindful of the impact that can have if they're doing it outside a party. No, exactly. I was going to say, I wouldn't even wear it under a coat to a party. Because all it takes is, is a button to come undone and someone see it on a bus go, oh, my God. But if you have if you have like-minded friends and they're having a party, rock up there. i tell you what makes me say that. I've not done that. But I remember when we were in, I was in Edinburgh 21 years ago, me and Mackenzie were really, really bored. So we made a bomb. He kind of made it. He's a really good artist. Um, and he made... Really, really convincing bomb. Now it wouldn't be like a jihadi bomb, which is you know suicide vest. It was like an old-fashioned bomb with a timer on it. All it was was some toilet rolls painted grey. Um, he mocked up like a little digital display that he painted. It was all painted, three D thing, and then put some wires on it. And we laughed a lot. He'd made you know it. It. it we didn't take it out. It was just something to do to pass the time because yeah. we were in the flat for a long time. So I, I think he did pretty much all of it actually. Mackenzie Crook, the BAFTA winner. So we we made. A fake bomb. But you the... didn't take it out no. and leave it in for no, no, McDonald's. No, 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 But when people came round, we went, look at this bomb we've got. You know, we showed it to like-minded people. So, dressing up like that, I wouldn't do it. I can see how a lot of people would find it tasteless. It's going to end up on social media. Yeah. Right, so you need to bear that in mind. Yeah. And the guy's an idiot. Putting it on Snapchat and putting that in the bin. That's outrageous, putting that in the bin. That's the, the, what I think is the thing. I don't have a problem. We should have done this at the start of the show because this would have been a great phone-in. But I don't have a problem with people dressing up like that. Years ago, my husband and I went to a party dressed as Bonnie and Clyde. We had guns. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, we had guns. I kept my gun in my handbag when we were outside. Yeah. And I was really conscious of it. Yeah. I wouldn't have been waving it about in the street. No. 
And I know that's what a... they did, and that's how they ended exactly. up. Exactly. I had loads of money coming there. out of my handbag as well. Um, it was a good outfit, but you know, you don't like I say, I wouldn't go you know next to a primary school and wave the gun about yeah. and expect there to be no repercussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to be aware of what it looks like to other people. Oh no! Oh, exactly. You, you, you expect there's going to be repercussions. Um, oh, we just sold it. Who just bought a ticket? Uh, thank you, Alex. Alex just bought a ticket to uh, come and see uh, Weird Science on uh, January 26th. It's going to be good, that one. Um, but no, I don't have a problem with people dressing like that. Come in, Paul Ross. It's my favourite, it's everyone's favourite part of the show. The Paul end. Ross. <laughs> What's he got mischief on his face? What's he up to? No, oh, you didn't get to scare us this time. I bring you bad tidings. Uh oh. I mean, I know you're a very trusting person. I never realised yeah. quite how naive you were. No. Cast absolutely right about Florida, but it's only the money that counts. No, it's not, though. He thinks that the tension that's built by the scoring adds no, towards they, it, but sometimes it like, doesn't. But they play us like Booby the Fool. They always put the most unpleasant couple or person first. Yeah. yeah. We don't see the full depth of their unpleasantness till later. Yeah. People are generous on the first day normally, not overly yeah. generous, and quite often they want it to be engineered that the, yeah. wo- the, the, the woman and man who are absolute horror shows, who are like Myra and what's-his-face, with Myra and Brady without the death camps, they're the ones who are going to win. Right. Yeah. But all the marking does is, because the first couple of days they don't really work out the handwriting. Unless they say the stained glass window wouldn't close. No, I'm going to put, put you up on that. They do. They do work out who is who. Is who because they go, no, no. The most hurtful thing is, would you stay here again? Again, Catherine's right about that. Yes or no? That's what really is the yeah. knife in their the heart. thing that they remember. Because there's always, as we all three know, there are always stray pubes. <laughs> That's life. That but- programme taught my kids that word. <laughs> Who says TV isn't educational these days? <laughs> Lord Reed, stop spinning in your grave. You know, you're, you're partly responsible for where we are in TV, Paul. You're a big... You, you it's, kicked it's, all this off 20, 25 years ago, It's mate. a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. But you're both wrong. The scoring is... is the, the money is what it's decided on. I'm going to give you that. They can't take well, that away. I say you're going to give us that. That's the fact. That's yeah. what decides it. Yeah, the yeah, that's what decides it. only based but the on the scoring money. Is, no, but the scoring is relevant. Uh, that's, so just, the, that's just padding the programme. That's silly activities they no, do. No, the activities oh, pad silly. the programme. And, and the scoring are the reading scoring it through. The scoring doesn't. And when they say... And, when they say, uh, and they look at the, uh, over the table, they say rather pathetic to each other... Uh, why only a seven then for cleanliness? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was one the other day. What was it? Um, who was the fella? Uh, the Indian fella. Ray. Who, oh, yeah, that's pa- a very early one. Filled the bed out because the, the mattress wasn't big enough. Oh for the yes, bed. I've seen that so one. So he padded it out with old sheets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was on the other day. When I was doing the big breakfast many years ago, I went. I followed Mike Lamar. He did. Where are you, Mark? I did. Where are you, Paul? Before Keith Chegwin took over and made the show good again. <laughs> and we they put us in B and Bs all over the place. Yeah. And they had no money to spend. And I checked into one. I think it was just outside. Uh, it's a place called Ramsbottom up north. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a place called Ramsbottom. I went in there, yeah. and I've got my case, and I've, and I've gone near the bed, and bang, oh, I've stubbed my toe. Yeah. And I thought, there's no gap under the bed. I've pulled the mattress back. The mattress and a board was on loads of catering-sized tins of baked beans <gasps> right the way round the bed. It was a storeroom in a bedroom. Fantastic, <laughs> man. Days before mobile phones, though, with cameras, I couldn't take a picture. Yeah. Oh, that's like the princess and the pea. Oh, Extreme. It, oh, it really was. Though. If I'd been peckish in the night with a can open, I could have filled my boots and filled the room. <laughs> Poor Ross may not know what how uh, four in a bed works, but he knows how his show works. That's a link. That's a smooth little segue I've done there. I'm good, learning. Yeah. Thank well you. What is coming up after one o'clock, please, sir? The team, Karen, has gone above and beyond. Over the weekend, there was a story in the papers about a man in Scotland, of course you might think predictably, in Fife, um, offering a deep fat fried Christmas dinner. OK, yeah, yeah. And I read it and I said, well, no, we're not doing that. I said, we're not, because it's not a full Christmas dinner. Because the man said, gravy and the mince pie and or Christmas pudding were on the side. <laughs> Karen would not take that. Yeah. She's found a chippy in Columpton in Devon yeah. that does a chipmas dinner, including uh, deep-fried gravy bombs and deep-fried either mince pies 
or Christmas pud. I want a deep fried gravy bomb, and then I want a cake shake. <laughs> Deep fried gravy, bo- gravy bomb. That sounds insanely so good, doesn't it? And from and so it, all those cliches about it, Scotland like everything deep fried. No, it's the Devonshire dumplings. He, he, he says, and it's, you know, it's always a small concern. He does about a dozen a night oh, at the right. weekend. Oh, good Merry for ch- him. Merry Chipmas. That is coming up after one o'clock. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Mark. Um, we will be back tonight at ten, but do stay tuned because coming up after the news at one o'clock, as you've just heard, it's Paul Ross, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Talk Radio.